Man, today we got a crazy, crazy episode for you guys. The Grand Marshal of Cannabis, my man, Shice Bubs. Shout out to the whole Smokers Club. We took it way, way back, talking about being in movie theaters, watching Paid in Full with Cameron, smoking blunts. Crazy. Some true legendary shit. He explains who brought the piff to New York, who coined the term piff, even before datpiff.com came out. If you know, you know. Taking it way back, my man's been in the game for a long time. He taught us a lot of shit told us a lot of shit and uh he's done a lot man for the game and continues to do so so shout out to the smokers club and shice bubs we appreciate you and look if you haven't already go on firstsmokeoftheday.com fsotd.com your support keeps the lights on so shout out to everybody we appreciate you we got three tiers on the website salute to the tier three gang you'll see the credits roll at the end of the episode that's who the tier three gang is and we appreciate that support you guys keep us going also shout out to our good sponsors over at dr dabber that's a personal friend of ours we go way 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 back before he even started the company and we appreciate the whole dr dabber family that's the first smoke family if you want to get hooked up go to fsotd.com go to the sponsors tab and it's going to come down and show you every sponsor and every code updated code for what we have and you'll save money by doing that what else we got well same thing fsotd.com sponsors We'll hook you up with Grow Generation or Drip Hydro. Growers, hustlers, hash makers, if you want to try a new nutrient company, we have the discount code on our site for Drip Hydro. It gets you automatic hooked up. GrowGeneration.com, 60 stores nationwide, in store or online. All you got to do is go on our website, fsotd.com slash sponsors, get the code. You get hooked up at all the stores or online. Yo, wait till you hear this one. Heavy smoke. It's my man Shy Spubs. Peace. Hey yo, what's good everybody? We're back with another one. It's your boy Pat God in the building here. First smoke of the day here with my co-host Blackleaf. Smokers Club. And we got the damn Grand Marshal of New York in this bitch today. My man Shice Bubs. What's yo, good? yo, what's poppin'? How you doing? Chillin' what's good. See you already ashing anywhere you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like that character from Charlie Brown, man. You know You try to clean it up, but... I ain't want to stain up your ashtrays, man. You can see where Shice nice. been. There's a nice crystal and shit. You know what I'm saying? Man, we got one You can you. see where Shice been. There's like a, a little uh, like <laughs> trail of graham crackers, but it's ashes. Hell yeah. What's good, man? Straight off the plane, came straight to us. Straight to you. First, Thank you, bro. First smoke of the day. Thank you, bro. I'm saying it's popping. For real, it's I'm here. Right. I'm here, man. For real. <laughs> I'm saying so you doing your um, you got your weekend going. You guys got an event going tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Woods, which yep. is a dope ass spot. It, cool to see that come around. It's looking good. It's yep. looking good. Shout out to Ted Buds. You know what I'm saying? Sluggers. You guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, we, we, we outside, you know what I'm saying? We dropping the marshmallows, you know what I'm saying? S'mores vibes, cool hangout vibes, chill vibes, you know? That's going to be fire. Cool That's Woody Harrelson spot. Cool, man. yeah. Oh, cool cannabis dope, shit. Dude. You know what I'm saying? It came a long way. The woods, man. They don't know. It's Woody's spot, man. Chill, man. And he might. He pops out. <laughs> he does. Does he? Yeah. Oh, fire. He's oh, definitely yeah. popping out for some s'mores. It's camp vibes, man. Yeah, it, what a he great out. the whole the whole projection of like this is the vibe we're gonna set at this spot for the night is epic, bro. 
Like, I haven't seen too many s'mores. Now the strains match the vibe. Now you got the s'mores. It's like artisanal s'mores getting dropped oh, at the woods. Tell them the blueprint. Oh, it's going to be <laughs> sick, bro. Yeah, people need to pay attention. Trust me, I'm taking notes, bro. A bunch of brands are taking notes. They're like, all right. I like it, though. It's, 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 it's more of an elevated experience. Yeah. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not just your normal sesh or something. It's nah. an experience, which you guys do amazingly well. We've been there for a minute, so. Yeah. You got some power hitters on the table. A, a lot of those uh, those first thoughts that people have in cannabis about doing shit, we had them a long time ago. So our thoughts now are just like, they're just merged together. They're, you know, it's crazy. It's like shit from the 90s, the 2000s, we, early to 2010s and 2000s. You know, we just put all that shit together. Use shit that we love, that we know works all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And just revamp it, you know? I saw you lighting up and smoking with the diplomats in like mink coats, like I think it was 2000, 2002. Yeah. yeah. It goes crazy. back. My weed shit goes back, you know, to when diplomats started, basically. You know what I'm saying? When I say started, I don't mean like started, like, oh, you're down. You're, down. you know, like the beginning, like uh, Rockefeller, when Cam Brown got his deal at Rockefeller, then. As soon as he got that, it was like he got another deal for Diplomats and Jewels. You know what I'm saying? So since those days, I've been, you know, the weed guy for the set. You dig what I'm saying? And East Coast. <laughs> the whole East Coast. <laughs> when we think of the word tastemakers, we think of guys like you. That's what's up. And all, your whole team, your whole crew. And like like you said, you still bring in vibes from the 90s, still bring in from the early two. Like you guys carry it and keep it consistent throughout time mm -hmm. so even the 80s too you know what I'm yeah saying? damn because we grew up on this shit like it's the it's the 50th year um anniversary of hip-hop so it's kind of crazy my like, damn 50 years good thing it started in 72 because <laughs> i would be feeling real old you know what i'm saying like i'm just like wow it's been a long time you know when i first started listening to hip-hop and my first rap record was in 1980 you know what i'm saying and that changed my life right there in New York, because it was like I was young. I knew like these street records, you know, going to school downtown, you know, Manhattan, Upper West Side. It was like, you know, diverse. So it was like, these kids didn't know rap music like that. So to know rap music, it was like, yeah. You know, back in the days, people used to break dance and put their hat out for money. So it was like, you know what I'm saying? Break dancing came with rap, and it wasn't just you rap. It was like, no one really just rapped. Everybody was really breakers back then. You dig what I'm saying? And then the style, the Puma jackets, the, the Lee jackets, the Lee jeans, the fat laces, the Nikes, the, 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 um, the tonics, the Vila's, all of that, the New Balance, all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit just carried on and those became looks to us in Harlem. Those are like looks. It's not like our everyday thing. Just when we feel that vibe and we want to be like, hey, you don't know, you don't know about this look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We throw that on. The image. The image of the reflection of our environment. You know what I'm saying? And our history. It's influenced like so many things oh. over time. And then with the music, we got to evolve that. We got to kind of like tap into um, the fantasy part of it. You dig what I'm saying? Where it's like, I, we, 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 everyone from Harlem is fly, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? But when you're in the music and, and it's an entertainment business, it changes. It's like, you know, you it's like wrestling, you know what I'm saying? You got to pick, pick your uh, character for the industry, you know what I'm saying? And, and be vibrant with it and just be like strong. But this is the real world. This is not just in music. This, is, this has to work both places. 
You know what I'm saying? And the streets in New York wasn't a nice thing in the 80s and 90s. It was for some people, but it wasn't really, when I say not nice, it was just a lot of no cameras going on, no internet. So everything was in person. Everything was actually hands-on. Like if you had a flow, it was because you actually had a flow. It wasn't like you're on social media and you got a fake flow and you got, you know, a million followers, but 20 likes and shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? This fly is, people were actually fly. Yeah, it wasn't just a photo. Yeah, it like, wasn't, like, a way to fake it. It wasn't like yeah. being popular wasn't called cloud chasing. Mm-hmm. Funny how they do that, right? How they said that. They, you know, like the things that we were, you know, known for, they switched those into bad things. Every, yeah. every single thing. Yeah, no, he's successful. Negative. He's a sellout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah, yeah, every every single thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they say be humble. You know, so oh, manifested into weed. You know what I'm saying? I've been able to have kind of like freedom from that. All that shit. You know what I'm saying? Just freedom from all the politics and shit like mm-hmm. that. Because I'm a people person. You know, it, it was a thing in high times, like in the '90s, right? I read this shit. And one of those like little calendars, you know, hot times used to always have like cool little like weed shits back in the nineties, <laughs> the weed Bible, you niggas don't know about that shit. But at the end of the day, it was a quote like, yo, it doesn't matter what you look like. You know, if you're fat, if you're skinny, if you got a beard, if you don't got a beard, if you're clean, whoever you are, male, female, gay, whatever. If you got the weed and the fire, you're cool as fuck. You're the coolest person on the, in the world. You know what I'm saying? So that that's part of the freedom right there off of what I was saying about like from the bullshit. Cause now you're cool with everybody. So now you get to skip past the some of the bullshit and the red tape of politics with with relationships and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we were talking about earlier, like when you got weed, people go to you and they start talking their problems because they either looking for a discount or they feel close to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're buying drugs from you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like a little skeleton in the closet. Like, he knows I'd be buying weed, but I'm, I would work this job. You would never know. Like, now it's like, yeah, I want to get in the weed business now. Fuck yeah. my job. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, no, you're right. People bring their problems because uh, that's what the plants all it's, it, it, it relieves that. That's why they call it plant medicine or whatever is that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's got its own way of working it out. So when they're seeing you, they're already in their head about all that shit. And then they fire up, light up. Yeah. That'll probably be end out the combo. They get good and high and peace. I would go back to your old lady. Back to them problems. And the next thing they call you the next day, like, oh, yeah. I feel better. You got more of that shit, yo? Yeah. 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 She was strong. She had me fucked up. Yep. Yo, my lady loves that shit. (laughs) She knows the difference now. Like, yeah. Yeah. She knows the difference. You know, when you're you're growing up in Harlem, what mm-hmm. are we talking about? What, what where in Harlem? Is there Spanish Harlem? Like, what where are you originally from? So I'm from what we call in Harlem Broadway. You dig what I'm saying? So Broadway is basically you know it goes from downtown Broadway, 34th Street, then you go down. Then when you get to town past 135th Street, it turns in it, back in the 90s. It turned into a whole different energy. It was like you know. Not to like, you know, shit on anyone's neighborhood or, you know, where you come from and be like, oh, it's a drug infested, even though what? It's drug infested. Couldn't even walk down the block without maybe 10 to 15 people actually physically, you know, hey, Poppy, hey, Pac- hey, Pekka. They don't even know your name. They're still calling you Pekka. You, like, <laughs> you think you got a special name and they call it, hey, Pekka. 
come, I got work for you. You're like, he knows my name. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> they call everybody pack out on Broadway. <laughs> you heard? They call you Poppy. You be like, Poppy. Oh, call me Poppy. Yeah. He knows on the plug. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's just different, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I'm from Broadway where a lot of drugs were sold, a lot of drugs was bought. You know what I'm saying? And it really is a nice place though. You know what I'm saying? It's a nice place, but it, you know, we had a lot of fun there. Like we had a lot of fun growing up uptown. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I'm from like 137 to 158th. I grew up, I grew up like a little further downtown, 116th. You know what I'm saying? Where I lived, that was like, it wasn't even no hood like that. It was Columbia University, like, you know what I'm saying? So. And when's the first time you start? So you, so you start going to school, what, you see it in middle school or high school, you start seeing weed around? Oh, definitely middle school. That early? Yeah. Like middle school, it was, it was a thing. It was like, like sixth grade, seventh grade. I used to be like, damn, they, they I'm like, they doing drugs? I'm like, oh, they are bugging. <laughs> yeah. Coming from a big area like that with so many people. You feel, I, I definitely have noticed that like kids advance quicker, yeah. way quicker. You see so much more stuff. Yeah. Back then, age. back then, like I said, you had to be outside to see all this shit though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So if you don't know about smoking weed, then you just don't know. Like if it's not in your home, it's not in your home and it's illegal. So it's not a good thing for someone to be smoking weed around you. It's like you're getting exposed to drugs. You dig what I'm saying? Like yep. in society, especially in these times, yeah, right well, now it's a little bit say. different. But and yeah. we're talking, we're talking what in the eighties right now? Talking the eighties. So in junior high school, I used to be like, "Yo, they going to smoke weed?" I'm like, "They ain't going to be shit when they grow up." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Back that's then, what, people that's what we were taught. People were going to jail, but for these are like, like weed. these are like eleven and twelve year olds told smoking weed. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So and then I remember in, in eighth grade, it was one of my homegirls. She was fly shit. She was fly. And it was like, yo, she's in the park smoking with these dudes. It's like, what? Nah, we're going to go rescue her, bro. <laughs> so we were like, where's she at? Who she smoking? We're going to fuck them up, yo. Word up. We're not smoking no drugs for her. And how was a junkie or some shit? Like, what's going on? Then I got to high school and then I was like, I used to hang out with all the, the weed smokers and the crack sellers and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? They were fly. It was like, and then I, st I was like, I was like, I got to try this weed shit. Let me see what this shit is about, man. <laughs> you know, my pop smoked weed. I knew what weed was. I just really wasn't like, I was an athlete. I was on some like athletic shit. I was a captain every sport. So I was like, let me try this weed shit. Hollered at my man. I was like, what's up, man? Let's go get some weed. Let's, you know what I mean? When we roll the weed, we roll that shit with the sticks, the seeds, everything. I was like, put everything in that shit. Yeah. There's places people only dream of going. I've been there. And you could too. Swisher or what? Philly. Philly. Okay. Philly. The, the, the funny thing about the Philly shit is, I was like, yo, I go to, I'm like, yo, Blackleaf, yo, 
don't tell nobody this, right? But I'm like, yo, what's the brown, the brown paper that they be rolling up in? I went to every spot and all they got is them bamboo shits. I don't fuck with that. I'm like, I want the brown shit. He was like, you don't know what that is? And I'm like, I was, you know, a know-it-all kid. So he's like, you don't know? Like you, Mr. Know-it-all, you don't know what that is? I'm like, He's like, all right, took me to the store. He bought the Philly. I'm still looking at the shit like, what is he going to do with it, though? He pulled out a razor. He bust that shit down. He dumped the guts out. When he dumped the guts out, fucked me up. I was like, oh, shit. I thought that was like some shit that fell off the trees. Because you would always see mad Philly guts like under a tree in a bench. <laughs> so I thought it was like some like little honeycombs or some shit. I was like, what? The? I was like, hey, yo, motherfuckers is smoking out here. I thought that shit fell off the tree. Yo, you this heard? shit's infested with squirrels, man. It's and crazy. when we smoked that shit with the seeds and the sticks and all that shit, I was like, this shit nasty. I'm like, yo, this is what y'all, this is what, what's the hype of this shit? This shit tastes like, this shit tastes like, I don't know what this shit tastes like. It's some poopy. <laughs> Gives you a headache and shit. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, I ain't fucking with that. I was like, try it again. He was like, you got to take the sticks and the seeds out. I was like, you sure? I was like, why wouldn't you put it all in there, my nigga? What the fuck is you talking about? It's weeds, right? He's like, you got to take all that shit out. We smoked. I was like, I was high a little bit. I was like, hello laughing little giggles and shit i was like all right so now i'm you know in the session with niggas now now niggas we all smoking weed next thing you know i'm going to the spot buying the weed you know we it's like nicks and dimes and shit like that then my man from outside of school was like yo we got i got we got some ounces i'm like ounces what the fuck are you talking about he's like yeah my man just came back from cali this is in 1990 like my man just came back from cali with this, this red hair shit. I'm like, regs, but it's like red hair, some Mexican shit. I'm like, oh, this shit fire. Got two ounces from him. I came back to school the next day. I took everybody's money to go re-up for the weed. And I came back with the ounce. But I already had it. I didn't even go to the spot. I just picked up the money. I came back. I was like, I, I was like, we smoking this weed. We smoked that shit. They was like, oh, shit fire. Next thing you know, I went from smoking weed to the same person who put me on with the weed. I'm like, I'm like, yo, where you been at? I've been selling crack on my block. I'm like, where? Where you get that from? <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm selling crack <clears throat> out of town, getting money, and I got the weed. And it's just like, I'm that dude because I got the weed. And I'm, not, and I'm getting money because I got the crack. <laughs> you feel me? What, what was that like during those times? What? Like selling crack. Like I was up, I was upstate New York in Ithaca, New York. So the motherland of weed. So when I went up there in ninety one, right? I went up there on some bad kid shit. Like on some like smart kid shit, but bad kid. Like I'm so smart that I'm bad. Cause I I scored thirteen fifty on my SAT. So I I had this notion that I got everything figured out. I left home with my homies, they had their own cribs up there. They had moved up there with their families like a couple years prior. You know what I'm saying? So I went up there, weed, talk about weed. That's when I got introduced to weed for real, for real. Like the city was cool. Before I left to go up there, my homie from uh, 163rd and Broadway, 
his brother owned the Hawaiian Cesspot, right? Which is like hydro, early version of Hayes type shit. You dig what I'm saying? He was like, he was like, yo, I was like, yo, why you don't never smoke weed with us? Look, we got this red hair shit, right? He's like, y'all niggas be smoking trash, bro. I can't smoke with y'all <laughs> niggas, man. Y'all smoking some fool. I'm like, so what you smoking on? He's like, $15 blunt. I'm like, $15 blunt? What? Stop playing. He was like, yeah, because we smoking nicks and dimes, like in that type of quantity. He's like, yo, hit this shit. I took two pulls off that shit. I was high all day. I swear to God. I was the highest I had ever been off of smoking weed, right? I get upstate New York. Now I'm getting introduced. As soon as I get there, as soon as I touch down, good thing I smoked that shit because now I'm like, I know good weed. I know real good weed. I know what it's supposed to look like, feel like, all that, right? And I only took two pulls off this shit, but he showed me the weed, right? So when I get upstate, they, they, they was like, you smoke weed? I'm like, damn. It was wild up there. Everybody, they were smoking, young kids were smoking crack. Fuck smoking weed. These niggas smoking wools. Like, it was, I was like, yo, what's going on up here? They're like, you smoke weed? Look at this. Uh, Tompkins County Green, Zombie Bud, Tiger Stripe, all these different, you know, um, types of bud. It didn't have no real strain name, but they would, we were just naming it as whatever it looked like. Smell, looks, we just name it ourselves. You dig what I'm saying? So I, I learned mad shit about weed. Most of the growers were buying crack from us, trading, trading work from the reservations upstate. Like people don't even know, like the drug game fucked everything up. But that's not our fault, though. That's that's the government's fault because they did that. They made us targets of the war on drugs. They purposely did all of that shit. That's not you know what I'm saying? I'm not here to be like an encyclopedia about that shit, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? It happened. We need, you know, I'm not going to say we need reparations and nothing like that, but we do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They fake try to do it in New York with the, with the licenses and be like social equity. They tried their best to roll it out, you know, because New York was definitely targeted for that hard body. Like, <clears throat> stop if there's and one frisk. place that should, yeah, there's one place that should have yeah. grassroots involved in the scene now. It should be New York. Do, do you know what it is to wake up in the morning, right? Your first smoke of the day, just to go to the store and, and just get harassed. Like, like, get up against the wall and let me check your pockets. Yeah, that's crazy. And then you go to jail for literally this right here. So now you're in, you're going to jail. You got to call whoever you're calling to tell them that your dumbass is in jail because that's how you feel. Like you're in jail. You got to go to court. Even though, you know, it was for some dumb shit and you shouldn't be there. You're still there. And you're now in, on probation. Maybe not probation. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. still in there. You're still in there with someone who shot somebody the same day. Or somebody who just had a bang out with the police. You're in the same, the same fucking cell with him waiting to see the judge. So, you know, you go to court, right? It's not separate court just for weed misdemeanor. It's everybody. So your mom's in there or your aunt or whoever is there. And I'm talking about when you're young, when you're, you know, in your teens, late teens, early 20s. You know what I'm saying? And you're sitting there and they're reading out the charges. Maybe not your charges, but everyone else's. They're like, damn, you heard that charge that dude's in? Then, they, then you come up and they're like, hey, 
Joe Blow, you're in here for illegal possession and trespassing. And you're like, fuck. Now your self-esteem is shot down subconsciously, you know, systematically getting, you know what I mean? You're not even, you're just like. It's hard to justify. PTSD, man. You, yeah. you waking up in the morning like, how am I going to avoid the police today? You know how hard, listen, these is real thoughts. Like, I, I, I hustled uptown, like, for real, in one of the worst blocks in Washington Heights, 158 between Broadway and Amsterdam. It's, you know what I'm saying? And I made, I went crazy. Like, I really did numbers and pioneered a whole movement and, and weed on some other shit that was never done for black culture. Not, not for weed culture, but for black culture. Because before me, there was, there were other black, you know, weed dealers, you know, Branson is a very legendary known person, right? The thing with the Branson era, right? That separates him from me is that Branson was so exclusive that people couldn't even get that weed back in the days. You had to be actually from that area and know, and someone that knew somebody so you could get it or you had to be a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? You had to be a celebrity to get that weed. And the weed, me coming from upstate, was like very similar to upstate weed. So when the haze, when, I, when we started fucking with, when I started really fucking with the haze, that was a whole different genetic of cannabis. That was coming from Miami. That was coming from the tropic zone. You dig what I'm saying? So like, I, I've noticed people, you know, I'm getting to it. Look, I see your face. You know, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to like these trick questions that, a lot of podcasters use on persons of from New York about haze. They'd be like, so when did the piff come to New York? It, For, you know why that started? Because everyone from New York says, I brought the piff to New York. And so we had like eight people but, trying but, to tell us on the side. Let me, like, let me just tell the, you something. Let me explain to the whole world on first mm -hmm. the smoke of the day, right? Because I could easily do it on my own platform. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's selfish. And that's like, you know what I'm saying? So you got all these people. Listen. The real question, right, to someone other than Shice Bubs is when did the haze come to New York? It's not when did the piff come to New York. That's just a cool name that everyone picked up through rap, okay? Through rap culture. Really, in real time, when people name their brands piff, this, that, and the third, right? They don't even know that in real time, they are celebrating black culture and cannabis. The reason why I say that is because when the word was adapted from, you know, my little homies running around Jitterbug, not my little homies, but the homies Jitterbug, Uncasa, Kiani, 145th, they used to be running around talking about Piff, right? But it was everything. They did a little thing, like try to take claim, but they're saying exactly what I'm saying. It was everything. It was like, yo, that ashtray's Piff. Yo, it was a lifestyle for them. But when I came around, I had, I had the haze. I was the only one with... 50 to 100 pounds of haze back then. Nobody had that. These niggas were smoking dimes, all of them, everybody. That's why I took over because I brought my upstate hustle of pounds, quarters, apes, and I brought that to New York and I started selling quarters to everybody. Like take them dimes, no more 10 dimes, no more 11 dimes for 100. There's no more of that. Buy a quarter. You can make, you could, you could sell that, get your money back and be smoking for free. Because you could bag up 150, 180 off of a quarter back then of haze. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when that was going on, I was like, yo, look, check it out. That all that piff shit y'all niggas is talking about, that shit is quiet. This is the piff. It's nothing else. And that's it. 
Okay? And the city is purple, my nigga. Fuck is we talking about? All right? And I started Purple City off that shit. And I promoted purple haze, which was not even purple weed at all, ever. And I promoted a whole purple lifestyle off of something that I had control of. And there was a bunch of Dominicans too. You know where the haze came from? It came from Miami, from the, Cl- the Cubans, the QBs, and the Colombians, Alcapoco Gold and all that shit, right? Supplying cocaine and pairing the weed with the fucking coke, okay? That's how it started in the 80s, okay? The late 80s. And it came to New York via that, all right? 174th and Audubon is the motherfucking mecca spot of motherfucking uptown. I don't care what nobody says, who hustles what, who you talk to. I said it. Y'all know what it is. All right. That's the Mecca for the haze, the pude, the real shit. Everything else is, you know, everybody got a block. Everybody got a spot. You know what I'm saying? It, it was only maybe 10 top niggas who really was those guys and everything was a trickle down effect. You know what I'm saying? From block to block. So when the piff started, you know, we, we diplomats. Our circle is, is big. It's not just me. We got Luca Brazi. We got Jim Jones. We got Joels, Cameron. You feel me? Black of Dawn, Tito Poppins. Everybody gets money. We, we, we weren't just a rap group. We were street, street brothers, people in the streets who banded together to, to, to do a play. You dig what I'm saying? Who, who had a vision. So at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? The piff, when I took that word, that was for us. That was so I wouldn't be on my block speaking Spanish, saying I got pure. No, I got piff, my nigga. This is the piff. It is what it is. Purple City all day. Purple City Bird Gang. We made a song. We made songs off that shit, bro. On some dead serious shit. Not even on some like, I'm not a rapper. But niggas, people know me as a rapper. But that's just something that I got the perks off of the weed to do that shit. I had the money, so I had this, you know, the studio situation from day one. Like, we going in the studio. You know what I'm saying? We're right here, our favorite place to go. You know, where the pros go to grow, at Grow Generation. Over 60 stores nationwide, either in-store or online. Use our code. First Smoke 10. Family, get online if you're shopping for grow goods. First Smoke 10. Or in store anywhere in the U.S. Tell them the first smoke family sent you. We'll see you there. Why do you think the piff hit that hard? Like the, that the reason, strain? Because it was already popping. It was a drug dealer strain. It wasn't a regular civilian strain. The white boys from downtown, they used to take fucking black cars to come uptown to go with, to whatever spot that they fucked with. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of these white boys downtown know 174 from Audubon, and they know the famous spots because. That's why they were famous. Because you had black cars. You had cars pulling up from Jersey. You have cars pulling up from CT. You had motherfuckers coming from Ohio. You had the whole Jersey pulling up. You dig what I'm saying? Like, and, and bro, listen, when I started doing it, right? Like I said, I wasn't the first. There was already a program going on uptown of every block has a millionaire, a million dollar weed spot. Every fucking block from the left side to the right spot side. You feel me? Million dollar weed spot. So when I had my weed spot, the, the goal was to be like, how am I going to be a real spot? You got to do 10K a day in dimes. You know what I'm saying? A lot of moving. Yeah, but I'm doing 20. I'm doing, I'm, I don't even want to go in too crazy, but it was up like to a point from 2000 to, you know, through that whole from 2000 to 2010, 
Come on, man. Yeah, listen, man. The whole, the whole Harlem sells weed. Think about it. I opened that floodgate for everybody. I showed them the blueprint that us as black people could sell weed. Why? It's just like the NBA. 85% of the players are black, but it's only 1% owners. You dig what I'm saying? That's in every industry. Same with cannabis. You dig what I'm saying? If it wasn't, not to like glorify myself, but if it wasn't for a person like me and the things that I did and the things that I showed, right? It wasn't about being like, I did this for them. Just, just the plays. It, it made people say, oh shit, I could do that too. It's possible. It's possible. I could do that. I could actually do it bigger than them, I think. You dig what I'm saying? A day. And, and you're seeing that as time goes by, that's catching up because they got the social Of course. It, it's, it's came. It's yo, listen. Yo, listen, man. In, in the most fairest way to say it, back in the days, we all sold hard drugs and we all risked our lives for, for, for bullshit, like a setup. You know what I'm saying? So to see people adapt to cannabis and stay out of prison, because that's what it ultimately did for all of us. It kept us yep. out of jail, period. Yep. I got commended for getting arrested before. Like when I really like, ran down, they commended me because I was like, this is my shit. What? There's nobody to point no fingers, nobody to tell on. What, what are we doing? Ain't y'all confiscating my money. Where's my bread? Where's that money at? They were like, holy shit. Just leave that guy alone. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> For real, because oh, guess seriously. what? If you know the law, the law is the law. And if you have money to, to, to make sure the law is on your side, then you're good. You play in your parameters. You know what I'm saying? And now the game is legal. So it's like, what game are you going to play? It's real business now. What game are you going to play though? You dig what I'm saying? You know, for my situation, being part of black culture, being black in this game, you know, there's all these stigmas like, oh, it's only going to be 2% that make it. You know what I'm saying? And I do feel like I'm in that 2%. I've been felt like that since I really felt like I was the 1% by myself for the longest. Now that everyone caught on, I feel like it's a, a bigger reach for us. You know what I'm saying? But I still feel like sometimes... We get we get um, distracted by like desires and shit of delusions of like we're doing our own thing when we're still everything is still being controlled by these powers that we can't break. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I feel like that right now. I mean, we were just talking about a lot of it that goes on like now with the licensing in New York where it's like, oh, man, maybe this will be something pure that people will get something out of. Oh, no, here's the rug. Let's pull it. And it's like, oh. Every state, we think they're going to do it better. They're going to learn from the mistakes of the last states. This won't be like what we've seen in the past. And then every state does just in line with the last state where it becomes super corporate. They close out the people that were OGs in the game and originated a lot of the risk. And now we're back to giving the money up. Like you said, NBA players, same thing. The bosses behind the scenes. This is what I'm saying. So. What I'm doing, right, what I'm doing for the culture is, like I said, showing transition, showing the sequence that, yo, y'all followed all of this, right? But follow this part, okay, which is the infrastructure, which is building the business from inside, not just, oh, I need some packaging, just not just being a pack guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
oh, I'm going to put some stickers on the bag, blah, 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 blah. Like, that shit is cool. That shit was cool. But there's phases of this shit in order to grow. And it's a new day. Like, right now, I'd I, I be like, yo, I can't even believe that my fucking predictions from 20 years ago actually manifested nailed dead on. Because in 2000, when I, when I got in tune with cannabis, the reason why it was like such a small circle of us and it was tight knit and that we survived this shit was because we all, all of us, the thing that we all had in common was that we were never, ever, ever going to touch hard drugs again as far as selling it. It was like, if you, do you fuck with that? Like, no. You You're like, no. Do you? I'm like, hell no. High five. For real, you don't? You're like, no, bro. I'm not going to jail. Blah, 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 blah. What? Psst. Can't do the time. Don't do the crime. Who wants to get jammed up for somebody else's shit? Oh, for real. That was like the rule. Why do you think everyone, you why do you think the all these shit, dudes end up telling? Can't fuck with you. Because they're jammed up for somebody else. And no one likes sitting in jail for somebody else getting caught. So they tell. Or they're fucking with They the want to come back outside. Life. They want to come outside. Yeah. You think that now the piff came through, right? What do you think separated you from a lot of other people that like, were there some business moves that you're like, this is what I did to separate myself? As far as what? Say that again? When the piff came in. The piff? Yeah. Or not the piff. My bad. The haze. When the haze first started no. coming in. Was there something where you just like put it in the right people's hands and it no, does its thing? No, the, the the deal between me and my Dominican plug, right, was, yo, I like the way you move, dog. Uh, why don't you be like Rich Porter of Harlem with the weed? I'm like, I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I just served everyone unconditionally, like as a true weed man, weed person, like weed guy. You know how it is. I'm serving everybody. Everybody's cool. Oh, he's a shy. I don't care. Oh, they're the stick. I got the stick up kids. I got the goons. I got the bankers. I got the athletes. I got the girls. I got the bottle girls. I got, <laughs> I got everybody. The fuck? Smile on my face. What are we talking about? Look at my pictures. Look at my history. I'm always smiling. And if not, I'm just serious game face. Like, I'm doing business. But you dig? Yeah. Is that when Fun. you got your nickname back then? I got my nickname Shice because I used to, I used to like, my homie was the shiestiest motherfucker in the world. He was so shiesty, he named me Shice to take it off of him because I was the good guy. I was like, you know, the wholesome good kid. It was like, is he shiesty? Look at him. Black. He looks shiesty. <laughs> Some racist shit. This is a black guy who named me this shit. So I was like, Shice? I hated that name at first. I was like, fuck you calling me shice. You the shiesty one. I ain't shice. You know what I'm saying? I hated that shit. But then when I was like with the killers, that shit, that name was lit for me. That was like, oh, he's shiesty. I fuck with him. <laughs> like, yeah, what's up? I'll yeah, blow yeah. your head off. Just play with me if you want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, you feel me? And it just works for me. And then the bubs part, see, that's really my name. Like the bubs, it's like shiest and bubs. It's like, Two di it's like the opposite right but bubs was really because shout outs to busy b the lord k born you know saying raps new generation like when we was out of town in baltimore that's when i realized that there was real weed and money and weed because they was getting we was getting to it so crazy busy b you know this is rap icon he's like champagne every day 
So we champagne every day. I got the tolerance of two bottles to the face a day. Like I'm not throwing up. I'm just like laughing and just put you to drink, have you sick, throwing up on the floor. I'm just laughing, smoking weed. You dig? So my name became Bubbly. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Then I abbreviated it to Bubs. And then I was the bubbler because I bubble anywhere I go. I get money. I just start generating wild bread like because I got this whole New York energy. I used to rap about it like I make a hundred thousand every state. Like, is you dumb? I want to pull up because they just jack my style. Like, yo, who is he? Oh, he's from New York. He, I could tell. They start telling me about all the aunts and cousins and yeah. relatives from Brooklyn and shit. It's usually Brooklyn. They be like, oh, my family's from Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you was anyway from Brooklyn. Stop capping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, man. <clears throat> when the sour hits. Yeah. Is everything change or is it just like now we got a new flavor? So now it's not just haze. We got sour. The thing is, when the when the haze started dying out, it's because of Dominicans. I basically basically stuck up the, the Cubans and started taking the cuts and growing them in New York. So that shit started like, eh, you know how New York weed is like growing it. Like we don't you don't really know, but it's just not hitting like it used to. It's not looking the same. It's looking a little different. You're like, uh, sour hits. It's like, shit is 600 an ounce, 650, you backing up a thousand. It's like, oh shit. Max B is like, down and bang me. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is like, wait a minute, man. So it switched up. It was a good switch, though. It was a good switch. It didn't change nothing because people still want a haze. They still want it today. Dominicans smoke haze, bro. They smoke their own, bro. That's their culture, bro. They, they really, you know, for blacks, it used to be chocolate. I'm not going to lie. Like Jamaican weed, it used, to, it used to be chocolate. Now we're on Zaza. Heavy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it ain't the Za, we don't want it. And, and to say Zaza for me, it's like, it's funny. It's like, like a commercial word, but it's like, it's for real though. It's like. It's interesting what hits though. You went from haze and sour to the next biggest wave is like candy. It wasn't though. It, it went from, I'm gonna tell you the sequence. It went from, I was there for the whole shit. I, you know, <laughs> hello. Anyway, it went from chocolate and haze. Okay. We got rid of the, the chocolate. Like we ain't fucking with that no more. It really was regulars, Reggie's, Aries, no strain name. The weed was never named by the strain. It was only named by the block. Feel me? Branson's, 158, 156, 137, Elliot, Briggs. You know what I'm saying? It was just named by street names. That's it. Okay? It went from Hayes to Sour to OGs, Bubba's, Cush's, um, Headband, fucking Triple X, uh, what is it? Confidential, LA Confidential, um, Granddaddy Perp fucking all those type of buds right then 20 2000 i'm late i'm from new york so i might be from a cali person they may be like oh he's he's two years late that was been here whatever i'm talking about new york culture okay specifically that's what we want to know right yeah so it started changing then the headband the the light depths came into play okay the light depths came in. No one knew what light depths were. Only if you were a hustler, you knew what it was. 
the customers did not know. It was like low key, like secret. It was like headband turned into light depth. It was like, um, what else it was it? It was Gorilla Glue came out 2012, 2013. Um, OG, that's what happened. The sour, then the OG came, and the OG kind of like made a name for itself, where it like kind of almost replaced the sour. And it definitely was like, like I said, the headbands were like light depths, but the OGs were like indoors. You feel what I'm saying? So people started being like, OG, 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 SFOG, right? Now it's SF, SFVOG, San Fernando OG, right? Now you got cans coming out. Now you got cans coming out of all these different flavors, right? Of all these mids and, and all this shit, mimosa, fucking... Uh, Bubblegum. Bubblegum been out since the fucking the beginning. That's one of the original genetics from back in the days, right? But you got all these, these new shits coming out, right? Uh, lemon tree, right? Then you got Burner. He got cherry pie. He got a bunch of shit, but he, the shit that he's going with is like cherry pie. Then he got cookies now, right? Now, these are the top shit. These are like cookies. So you got, then he's like biscotti. Then here comes Mario with um, uh, fucking Sherbert and fucking Gelato, right? Killing it, right? Fucking be real. This is Smokers Club tour vibes. I was there. I'm getting introduced to all these when they're busting these strains. Then 2016. Now it's now it's now the weed is now it's like 2015. Now it's like 2015, 2016. There's purple buds, right? It's getting more like ah, uh, what's the name of this shit? I'm at a loss. It's like some Grand Prix type shit. Champelli type purple shit. It's not granddaddy perp. It's like the evolution of it. Now you got runs. Now runs comes out, right? It's like, and, and I didn't forget Fields. You got Skittles too. That was like a breath of fresh air. It was like, what is this shit? Holy sh fucking shit. This is the red pack. Are you which, which went over a lot of people's heads and still does to yeah. this day. But now it's, but I'm not going to lie with time. It's not, it doesn't hit the same as it did when it first came out in the beginning for the, it was our, it was any person from New York that was like a celebrity and they touched that. It was either too terpy or they loved it. It's because the real Skittles was being grown. And then now everyone always tries to find something that can grow bigger weight, more this, more that. So now we got 50 Z offshoots that aren't hitting like the real Good Z. Good batches of Z are still supreme though, for sure. The hardest strains I've ever seen. Like, I mean, 20 years in cultivation. I can't think of one other strain that's harder to grow. Than Skittles? Yeah. Heard you. Yo, what up? It's Blackleaf. I'm here at Grow Generation, and guess what? Drip Hydro storming the market. All the best growers I know are switching to it. And guess what? There's a reason, because it's preserving terps. I keep hearing that, preserving terps. And that's why we're here with Sunshine, facility advisor, facility manager, overall the man with Drip Hydro. Listen to why it's different, man. What's going on, guys? Sunny here with Drip Hydro. Thing is, at the end of the day, we just wanted to make a simple, clean, cost-effective nutrient line that nobody has really seen on the market right now. Nobody uses really our chelation formulas, uh, the micronutrients that we have pulled to make this line is really just what makes it 
overall bringing that consistency and quality back to what we want to see in growing herb again and overall at the end of the day it's still really light on your wallet it's a five-part nutrient line and again if you're not staying sterile or you have a big facility and you don't want to run rock wool and you want to run a mix of cocoa with an enzyme or something you don't even have to run flow with it so at the end of the day it's just saving you money on your wallet while bringing the consistency and the quality of terps back we wanted to bring the terps back and bring the soul back to growing versatility cost effective and quality i mean what else can you ask for drip hydro first smoke of the day black leaf approved peace is it, it why is that is it be, this is this is this is from my own perspective yeah. and phil's will say whatever too but it's a it's a outdoor genetic it's made for the outdoors it's made for the outside so when i feel like when you start making it indoor it turns into something else it turns into what all the trappers love basically at this point on some terp shit i think what it is is this <clears throat> too from like a, a from my standpoint it's like people are picking the runts of the litter because of other aspects that they bring to the table so you have a let's say a litter of 12 different puppies but the one that's the smallest that probably isn't the meanest but has like a crazy velvet blue color right and the eyes are neon green and you're like yeah but it's the smallest one and it kind of walks weird yeah but look at that you're so nailing you it right now you're nailing it you're nailing it Get and you going. say <laughs> look at it like another strain that comes to mind is peanut butter breath the less you don't shout see out that to dub's garden yo yeah. i was there when they launched that shit they brought it to, I got pictures of my phone from the bag. Like, I was like, yo, burn, get up. Come here, look at this shit, yo. Look at this shit. This is in the backyard, like 2017. Will never be a commercial strain because, I mean, you're getting like a quarter off a plant. You know, so like literally, and so same thing with Skittles is that like exceptional growers have a hard time with it. So that's why it'll never be commercialized. People will have offshoots. Hey, here's Skittles times 60 other things. Right. But yeah, that Z pack is hit. But yeah, I want that. The Z pack is the mothership right now of the favorites of today, like exotic weed of the you know the top shit. To me, Skittles is like true candy, the original candy before lemon cherry, red pack before runs, red pack is like, no. If you're looking for some like candy terps, it's to me it's Skittles over lemon cherry and all that. But mm, <laughs> I mean, I mean. I mean, and, and if you were getting any of those outdoor batches early 20, what, 16, 2015, whatever, that was when at least I was like starting to get introduced to it. You, I, you would bring it, right? And people would look and be like, what the fuck is that? I'm not smoking that. And that's still the problem to this day. They look at it and they're like, no, nah, I'm, I don't, no, I don't even want to try that. Because that's shout, shout outs to Kinetic Farm. Shout outs yeah. to uh, Backpack Boys. Shout outs to Five Points. Shout outs, shout outs to, you know, the gang with the lemon cherry, you know what I'm saying? Because that I mean, changed that, that the game. Crazy. That yeah. changed the game. What that was, was like sour. The, the runts or the lemon cherry that's out. To be honest with you, yeah. The lemon cherry. Okay. And the reason why is because I'm gonna tell you the reason why, right? Ooh, this, this is some hot water right here. This is some hot water right <laughs> here. But listen, it's not hot water to nobody. Because guess yeah. what? This is just my perspective on. What, what, I, what I look at it is, you know what I'm saying? Runtz is lemon cherry gelato. That's a fact. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. It, that is like, lemon cherry is runtz. Yep. What came first? It, it, it's, this, is, this is what it the is. The chicken bro. or the egg? What, what came first? Yeah. 
I think runs did. Yeah, the first time runs runs came first. Runs came first, but when it when it started like moving around and started getting cultivated by other cultivators, like it's like, oh, we got this in the lab. Say you two got this in the lab. Rename. You're like, we got runs, but then you're like, we can't grow enough of this shit, and you start sourcing it out. Now it's like they're growing it, but they're growing it as lemon cherry though. It's that's what it is now. It's it's evolved right there as soon as they passed it off. So it's like, you know, shout out to Runs Gang. Same thing happened with Skittles. The cut gets out. Now there, there's, you know, discretions about it. It's only two, man. It's only two. It's only two. Yeah. yeah. It's you, interesting. You know the two, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, you know, whoever got ops and shit, it's because it's similar. You dig? You know, and I don't even like to use that word because that, that, let's just say opportunity. But that's in anything. <laughs> let's use the word op as opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it's all about. It's about like the opportunity of having some genetics and being like, this is what I do. You dig what I'm saying? Like I just said, runs is lemon cherry gelato. Like it could be runs, it could be lemon cherry, whatever you want. It could be first smoke of the day. It could be heavy smoke. It could be whatever the fuck we want it to be in my diet. Did you buy the pound? You name it what the fuck you want to name it. The fuck? The right? It's definitely shifting. Yeah. It, it it's to. always been like that, though. Back that's in how, the, I mean, that's how all, bro, all this shit started. Let's, let's keep it real, bro. If you go to the farm, right, back in, in never early 2000, and, and you shit. go get weed, the growers don't have no fucking names for the weed. No, we would get no. A, double no. A, or triple A. You feel You're me? Like, I can't name it triple A. This, this exactly. Is this is yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. So this is, this is the part of the culture that we played a part of where it's like, Yo, you can't do everything. That's why it's fucking failing. You dig? Be, grow the fucking weed and shut up. Don't worry what the next man's doing, bro. Oh, you mad because they didn't turn your shit into a whole conglomerate? The fuck? Is that why you mad? Tell them why you mad, son. For the, real. The fuck? We waking up every day. Everyone at, was at risk, man. though. But everyone, <laughs> but everyone was at risk, though. You know what I'm saying? Everyone was risking a situation. Without one, there's not the other. Exactly, bro. So, and it goes I, both a, ways. So that's always been the case, though. One you of can't, my, you can't do it all. Like it's like looking. We're saying analogy. That's how they wash you out to let shit. corporate America run it. They did it to the music industry. It used to be some type of authenticity with it because they were like chains of command. Then they make you do everything. So now you do everything, but you're broke now because you got to do everything. Now they come in and swoop you out and buy you out for little pennies. And you're like, you got to take it. Got no choice. You have no That's choice. That's a fact what you just said. That's a and sad The music reality. industry is a perfect parallel to how cannabis is. Sadly, well, it's 50 years of can hip hop right now. So like I said, you know what I'm saying? It, it, cannabis has a longer, a longer time, but at the end of the day, on some legalization shit in New York, we're, we're like on year one. You're in, Two. Year two, yeah. That's crazy to Pat, think about. That's I like wild. to compare it to high school. Like no one's graduated high school yet. Not one person. Not even me. I'm a professor, but I haven't graduated that high school yet. I do I do have cannabis now in the legal market though in New York, you know, because of my know-how and my abilities to be like know the play. You feel me? So I, I do have my brand in. It's it's uh grown in New York, you know, it's for New York. It's green. It's regulated. It's not like the super Zaza, but it's, it's, I have three different strains. You dig what I'm saying? They're all fire. 
their pre-rolls so you can get an introduction to it. I don't want to come out with outdoor eighths. Like that's not what Shice Bubs promotes. But if you want to just watch the podcast and chill or watch your favorite show and chill, I got some good pre-rolls for you. Heavy Smoke available in all the dispensaries. It's only like 20 of them shits. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Which is crazy because in reality, there's fucking hundreds not thousands there's 350 SKUs right now in dispensaries available to for to be in in a store you know what i'm saying and guess what out of those 350 SKUs my SKU and my uh sister uh mary Pryor and um my other sister we're the only black brands in the dispensaries and they did this whole social equity rollout and we're the only ones and we're just coming into line onto market you know what I'm saying? And that's not intentionally. That's not to be like, you know, to use a race card or be like, oh, I'm the first black. Pretty fucking shocking, though. You know, yeah. but I, I didn't even. I'm like, they're like, the there's no black brands yet, bro. I'm the like, the way they framed it, it seems like it was going to have a more grassroots approach, but I'm not surprised. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's much pretty, different. it's pretty consistent, you know, to history. But it's pretty weird. Everywhere else. But Every it's pretty state. But it's pretty weird. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> well, they're fooling people pretty well. But it's weird. They're fooling people like us pretty well where we're thinking, oh, maybe they're gonna get it right. You know what was a great and combo about that was the Kyle Cushman when he said we had Kyle Cushman on and he goes, We thought so much about what would happen when we legalize. We thought zero about, well, then how does legalization roll out from there? You wanna know the gangster perspective on that? Everybody wants to look at the head side of the coin, but forget about the, the flip side of tails. Okay. Life comes with balance. So, oh, all the shit on this side. What about the other shit on the other side? You think it's not going to flip? It's going to flip the day you think that it's not going to flip, that you invest everything on that, bank it all on that. I'm from the streets. Like this is, this is our life where you can't bank everything, so to speak, but we do all the time. Because we know the risk. We know what it is. We know the flip side. And guess what? If that happens, then, you know, you got to deal with it. So, you know, like, it's the same shit, bro. It's the same. It's the same shit, man. Like, it's, it's just. It's kind of fucked up. But. Take us back a little, little further. Um, when you're when you're getting busy and all that, when did it start clicking for you? Was it like high school, post high school? And then when were you start able to start moving around? Because these days are different, pre-social media. So like I was saying earlier, like I traveled, my family made sure I traveled. So I traveled all over Europe. I traveled to California. You know what I'm saying? I went to all the Disney worlds and shit, you know, Florida. Fuck it, you know what I'm saying? So me figuring out to go somewhere was always shit that I was down for. I used to cut school and be in Connecticut. I'd be in Jersey somewhere like, how the fuck were you all the way over there? And coming back, buying shit out there, like doing my little scams or whatever I was at, you know, young age and you know what I'm saying? Like, look, I bought these sneakers in Jersey City, yo, and got these uptown. You feel me? They're like, you went to Jersey City. Yeah, I got on the path train. I that went out there. That was a flex. That was a flex. I took a couple of the homies from school. Like, come on, let me, let me show you why I be going. I'm going to Newport Mall, yo, be in a mall. Wow, shorties in there. You know what I'm saying? They're like, wow. the mall? Like, yeah. yeah, it's like three stops. You feel me? It's right there. Damn. Shows you how different New York is than almost any other city yeah, really where is. you can live in your borough for your whole life. 
Yeah. And it's like, no, people leave for what? You don't exist outside of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so getting around, it was like, everything was really right. The neighborhoods were so active. Like, your block be so active. You don't want to go nowhere else, really. You know what I'm saying? Your you mind move, stays busy. You moving 20 deep, 10, 20 deep, wherever you go. Because not like on some like security shit, just because that's the vibe. Like, a lot of people. We're just outside. Yeah, it's a lot of people. And no one wants to be in the house. Fuck no, niggas outside all day. And if you're not getting money, now you're outside for nothing. It becomes like a little thing where it's like, yo, he outside all day. He ain't getting no bread. You stand on the corner all day. Yo, take this pack, man. Just stay there and say smoke, 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 smoke. Now look, you're getting a little dollars, man. Shut up. You hurt? That's crazy, too. You hurt? New York is the only place. And that shit's still like that to this day. Yeah. Mm. I know it's changed a lot, but it's still. Some places. I'm, you know, I've been in the game for a while, but I've, I've elevated since a long time ago. And, that, and I, when I say elevated, it's not about like leaving the hood because I still live in the hood. You dig what I'm saying? But I move differently. My agendas, my daily agendas are different. It's like, it's not ducking the police. It's not none of that shit. My shit is like, how am I going to put this event together for the mayor's office and shit like that? You know what I'm saying? Whole different vibe. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to have the police act like traffic cops, not aggressive meanies and shit. You dig what I'm saying? Coming through the events and just doing unnecessary shit where it's like, damn. It makes these kids act crazy, you know? Yeah, you feel suppressed. Yeah. You're going to lash out. You lash out. Absolutely. Um, as you're moving around and stuff, when did you start getting intertwined with like the music and like meeting all these people? And then were you kind of going on tours with them and like moving around with them? And Every, real, every real motherfucker got a theme song, bro. You heard? And, and hip hop good and, and hip hop has always been my theme song. So I've always been connected to music, like as as like a hand in hand thing. I got the weed and I got the music. A theme song. I love that. Yo, bro, I was putting together mixtapes. Like I yo, I used to be out of town, bored as fuck, right? Getting wild bread. And I go to the to the music store and I just it used to be on a chalkboard, like the releases and shit like that, like what's coming out. And I buy every fucking CD in that shit, hip hop joint, in R&B, anything I see, Billy, all of that jazz, everything, because I'm bored. Next thing you know, I'm just putting them shits in the CD player. I'm making blend, like not blend tapes, but I'm mixing different songs from different CDs, making yo, my own custom tapes. Burning CDs. I'm in the hood, like, yo, when, when custody's come through, I'm like, yo, buy the CD on some, that was a hustle. on some Kid Capri and Ron G shit. Like how in the city they was doing, I was like, I got my own mixtape now. Fuck that. DJ Shakes Bob. Yeah, whoa, pop it. So when that, I started getting that DJ Khaled shit early. Yeah, awesome. What? Yo, you know, yo, yo, listen. He took that whole blueprint. What did he? Hold on. We don't you, yeah. you, you bringing up a bag of worms out here. Listen. Yeah. So when I start when I got with the diplomats, right? When I, I it was through weed. It wasn't through music that I, I linked with them. It right. was through the fact that they were tired of smoking dimes. Poppy was charging them, you know, four fifty an ounce, five hundred. He don't want to talk. You know what I'm saying? So they got with me. It was like, oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when we started doing mixtapes, it was easy for me to put tapes together because I was already doing that shit. I already knew what the streets wanted, like sound wise, collectively on some cool shit. Then at that time, me and Luca Brazi, we had teamed up. You know what I'm saying? From Gumbo, we had teamed up, and 
he was outside with mixtapes. That was his hustle, like, for real. But everybody sold mixtapes. That was a hustle in New York, though. Like, you feel me? That was an era where um, if you like went to a barbershop or anywhere, your DVD or, yes. or you know, burn movies on CD and then mixed CDs. Thousand percent. That, you but he took it to another level. He started like, he had like a team of like hustlers moving just CDs. You know, the mixtapes, selling them, hustle. selling them. That was a real hustle for everybody. But we just took it to the next level. Then we started doing, incorporating the weed with the mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? Like the aesthetic, everybody's smoking. You know what I'm saying? Are they requesting certain shit? They're like, yo, what's up with the haze? Or yo, we want sour. We want to try the cookies. No, it was or never we want to try shit. It was always what we delivered. Yeah. You had people, listen, New York is a big Back place. You didn't get so you always had, like downtown, they had serves. Like in the music industry, they, they would come with the serve. Pull up with all different types. I had haze. I used to be looking at that shit like, I don't care what that shit is. Blue diesel, this, that, blah, blah. Like, that shit is cool. They don't even want that. Dominicans uptown will be like, never. I'll get stuck if I buy a pound of that shit. That shit will just sit there. I might sell like an ounce or two of that shit. But then they're like, ah, where's the haze at? Where's the sour at? Where's that OG shit that tastes like sour? That's what I was going to say. When, when the OG era was gas. If it's not gas, nah, fuck. The fruity shit, all that. that Get nobody, the, but no berries. That, we didn't that want, that's the ironic thing about like the runts and all this shit. I know. But this weed is not berries, though. No. Runts and, and the Zod, that shit is Different. not. It is not no berries. This shit has. Yeah. Yeah. Because you remember like Green Crack, Blue Dream. That was that good. Shit. We love that. But it's more on the fruity side. The Green Crack was like some OG shit, though. It had a little. Some, it, had, it was like an OG soury type of thing. had a little, thing. Bit, yeah. For sure. But then it faded out real quick, yeah. though. You know what I'm saying? But Like when, in Florida, they fuck with that shit. But it, uh, somewhere like New York and stuff, nah. It, nowadays, everything is Z-Turkey. Purple or gas. And then now it's the candy. How crazy is that, though? When they say, like, nah, we don't smoke sativas. And it's like the first couple strains that hit in New York heavy. We're full sativa. But different, though. I know. So, like, A is different. And, like. What makes a hitter? You know. We would see good batches. But of that's what I'm saying. How many cultivators have told you that? Like, in my, in, in my experience in interviewing cultivators, you know what I'm saying? When I ask the question about, you know, do sativas and indigas even exist anymore? It's like 98%. No, there's a 2% grow cultivation for these original genetics of things. You know what I'm saying? Everything is hybrided out. If we were to pull out a bag right now of something that was a real sativa, like the world. you'd be like, what? Everybody's a hybrid at this point, to some extent. Like there is even no even with me just saying that right now, people be like, ah, shut up. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Blah blah blah. But this is not just for me saying this shit. This is from everyone who actually gets money off of cannabis. Like you dig? No. When people ask, is that indica or sativa? I, I literally first thing I say is like, yo, it's all hybrid now. There's no. No, no, no point to even pay attention to that. Yeah, what are you paying attention it's to that like for? THC percentage, like, nah, it doesn't even fucking matter, you know. And we correlate that to alcohol. You don't care how much alcohol percentage is in it. What are you drinking? How does it make you feel? How does it taste? That's what you care about, right? That's been the issue with a lot of crazy land race is that it's like this isn't really great weed, but it's it's rare that you find a land race. Like you're saying, like there are people that still got those genetics that could pop out, but if they put the jar in front of you, most of the time you're going to be like, I'm good on this. What is this? It's some weird smells like it has an old feed and, and you know, and just, just different. And even the look of it, like if you look at the haze, like I even wonder now, 
could people bring that back out commercially? Could that be a big hit or is that just a New York thing? Because like you try to put other people on that, they're like, what is this? You think this? it's all watered down now? All the old strains and shit? Support your local grower, man. I, you know. I believe in that. You know, listen, sure. listen, man. If if that's what they say is their shit and that's their culture, then so be it, man. But when you see the batches, do you feel that do you feel the that sometimes you the might only remembered it to be better, or is it not as good right now? The only nostalgia, the only nostalgia that I have when I see it is the smell and like the you know like it ain't the taste, man. It's not the taste. No, that's why we gotta hey. have some tissue guys on and talk about. I'm gonna keep it real. The, the, the taste, the taste, right? Is so annoying that I don't even like touching it. I don't even want to actually, I don't even actually want to smell it because like when they say, yo, I got some haze. I'd be like, let me see. Mm. I'd be like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I, s- I smell it. I smell the haze. Some hints of some, uh- That's the nostalgia. That's enough for me. I can't, you know, like I can't smoke too much of that shit. Is that because we're on new shit and it's evolved or mm-hmm. is that because mm-hmm. it just ain't what it used to be? My palate isn't there anymore. That's all. And it's also like, like, for instance, going back to your high school, it's like you're going to feel like it was when you were in high school. It's not the same. No, love ain't the same. You're consuming it. So that's why I said when I smell it, it gives me the nostalgia. Yeah. I could could smoke it and be like, okay, if I'm really wanting to taste this, I I get it. I get it. It tastes like hate. It does. Is it the one from back in the days? No. Like when that perfume walks by and you're like, it's like takes you back 15 years. It's like, yeah, it's, it, the feeling would never be the same. That's interesting. So, so now do you life think evolves, constant evolution. How long we got with this candy wave? You think that's going to be for a while? Or I used to think the haze was going to last forever. I used to think the sour was going to last forever. I used to think the runs was going to last forever. I really wanted the lemon cherry to last forever. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. It's tough to say because, like, what would be next? That's what we said they're before the candy came to, out. They're expecting this shit to move so fast. That's what we said before the candy came out. Crazy. Another that's big th- hit. We're waiting on somebody. I got uh, some another thing is all all another thing that's been kind of crazy is like the, the, the terpy weed and like baking terps and whatever the fuck they be doing and shit. Like oh, that. spraying right now. It's spraying. Talk about that a little but yo, listen. But listen, let's talk about it. But the whole thing is this, though, right? In every hood in America, right? The worst weed has always been the favorite weed. Like the chemically induced shit or whatever the fuck it is. It's always been the favorite. It's never been the organic shit. That's never been the top of the food chain. It's always been the shit that's like, what the fuck Fuck is that? You heard? Am I right or wrong? No, you're definitely right. So... Who am I? Who am I to, It fucks me up. Who am I to fuck tradition up? <laughs> fucks me up because sometimes I can't even tell. And you remember those old batches of bubble gum and shit that would come through maybe like what, five, six years, seven years ago? And we would be like, nah, I think this is real. And looking back, I'm like, nah, all that shit was fucking sprayed, fucked with. There's no way. Bubble gum I mean, cookies. it literally smelt like fucking bubble gum. All right. So, so shout outs to- In um, the cans and shit. Golden State Nick, right? Yeah. So Golden State Nick happened to be talking about Ithaca, New York, right? About his guru, Oracle, and I'm like, and he described him. I'm like, 
you can't, you don't know him. I'm like, who you know in Ithaca? And he said his name. I'm like, impossible. This is like, this is shout out to River. You know what I'm saying? He's like this white guy, but he's like a dreadlock. He's like a dread. He always had, when I said zombie weed and kind buds, this is when I first learned about kind buds. He was like the gatekeeper of all this shit. And this is his man, right? So he brought him down here like last year. And I haven't seen this guy in like 30 years, right? He brings him to the city, right, to see me. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, shit, what's up, right? He's like, yeah, man, brought some weed with me and shit. I'm like, let me see it. He pulls it out in like some old Ithaca container, like, like a, a fucking um, whiskey container, like you put a bottle in, pulls it out, pulls out some sandwich bags, and I'm smelling this shit, right? And I'm like, holy fuck. This motherfucker is part of the 1% of original genetics. Like, still got. He still got. He's like, it's the only thing I got, man. I'm still running it. I'm like 30 something years, you're still running the same shit. One of the strains are bubblegum, right? Ironically, I'm like, yo, this is the bubblegum from back in the days. This smells exactly like it. But it's not no sprayed shit, though. It smelled just like bubblegum, tasted like Hubba Bubba. We used to call it Hubba Bubba. I'm like, yo, I got a batch of bubblegum too that I just got. This is the 2020, 22 version of it. He was like, holy shit. This is evolution? I'm like, I'm like, but you the guy, you got in this shit, bro. You still got the original genetics. That's holy crazy. Fuck. Um, you know the homie White Boy Kev? Yeah, shout out to White Boy Kev. Shout out to White Boy Kev, man. A similar story. He kept his cut going this whole fucking time. See, that, Which that's the dope. thing. Like, the, So like, you know, with the PIF, let me just say one more thing about the PIF, going back to the PIF. Shout outs to all the Dominicans who claim PIF. Shout outs to everybody who claims PIF, right? Like I said, it started from the block, my block, okay? But shout outs to them, bro, because, you know what I'm saying? Keeping the flame alive. Yeah, man. It's like a statement yeah, bro. thing. It's like- it's culture. It's, it's 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 bigger than that. It's not about yeah. just the weed. It's about the culture of what it is. Being proud, you know, being proud of that your you shit. You repped it so hard for so long, and you're still true to it. I just when don't want people to have trick questions where it's like, you know, don't try to smother the real history of this shit because yeah. we're all here to tell it. It's not fake shit. I know the word is big, and people have their companies named Piff this and Piff that. And it's all good. I don't have no beef with nobody. It's all love. But just p- respect it. Like, respect what it is and the true story of it. You know, that's it. It's like a, a, Jack, a Jack Herrera strain. This is the story of how the PIF started. You know, diplomats promoted it. Fucking Brazi in the streets, heavy, Ancasa, Aguilar. We, we, we're lit motherfuckers from back in the days. You dig what I'm saying? We have reach everywhere. So we say it to somebody and they'd like it. And we also, it is, it's going viral. Original taste, man. Yeah. And then you got people be like, oh, Jada Kiss said piss. Bro, you were they it all to from our circle. You were the ones giving them the piss. No, we wasn't giving Jada Kiss nothing but the lingo. We gave them the lingo. So if you uh-huh. see, so say this, check this out. Say you're a black kid, right? And you like, damn, Chase Bub got the Dominican connect. And now you go to a Spanish spot, right? And you see Poppy and he's the plug, right? You'd be like, he'd be like, oh shit, Poppy, you got the piff, yo. 
He'd be like, what the fuck is the piff? You got it. You got the piff, bro. And he like, oh, I got the piff. We calling this shit the piff, yo. Word. And now they got the whole piff movement, too. Yep. And that's how the shit just went. I yep. told you, man, it's 10 million people in the city, bro. You think it's not going to spread like wildfire? It's just that we alive, though. And we, we have voices. And, and you know what I'm saying? But it's nothing Heavy like. Heavy influence. But, it's, but, but that's what I'm saying, though. Even back then, I never, like, I coined the word, but I never monetized it because I felt like it was my contribution to the culture. Like, this is just something that I'm going to just leave there. Thatpiff.com happened after that. People were like, oh, that that's piff. crazy. But the thing is, Shout my relationship, yeah, they're gone. But at the end of the day, my relationship with them to the day that they stopped was always, if I put a phone call in and then like, I got a project coming out, they're putting my shit on the top, the favorite, blah, blah, blah. That's it. That's, that's, that's enough homage for me, yo. Yep. You dig? Yep. It's just a respect. Supposed to be. It's just a respect factor. And then I would support it. And then I would be like, yes. Because I'm not just a pioneer. I'm a, I'm a KOL in this game. I'm a key opinion leader in this shit. Because I, I started the branding of this shit for black culture and, and, the, you know, and gave them the blueprint that it could be done. And then that blueprint went from my guys to other guys to where it spread. Then people don't even know where it came from. You dig what I'm saying? The grandmaster. Yeah. And then shout out to LB from Runts. Yep. Because LB played a he played an important part in um the New York City cannabis game too. You dig what I'm saying? Because he came through with Runts and jokes up. You know what I'm saying? And then he had to deal with, he gave Luca the deal with Gumbo and he gave uh, Serge the deal with, with they joints, jokes up, right? Got everybody on the candy. Everybody was on it already. That was the whole thing. Everybody was already on it. It was already spreading like wildfire. The lemon cherry gelato was already out and niggas didn't even know what the fuck that was. They didn't know what that was because everybody was still transitioning from fucking Gorilla Glue and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, real talk. Like, Runston wildfire, it, it kind of like came into play and then people were like, yo, this is the, the real shit. This shit costs $25 an eighth, yeah? You know? Because for a minute with exactly. the depths, every eighth was $25. It didn't matter what it was. You know what I'm saying? In New York, it was fucked up. So we had to like, separated you know what i'm saying like these pounds are this and those pounds are now we're telling people those are light depths it's now not a secret it's not a gaffle no more transparency yeah now we're like blowing Fuck it up like are you smoking up, light depths man that ain't no real weed man that shit is some green smoking greenhouse it was cool for a while it was a cool thing like i got these greenhouses know the difference no we knew the difference because the price was the, the difference so you knew right. what it was you knew that you were smoking some bushy shit as opposed to some everything tight and consistent. It was like bushy and consistent, but this shit got sticks in it for real. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. And it's still murky waters to this day with consumers. Just this game has had so much consumer confusion that you got people that want to know what they're smoking and then you got people that want to know what it costs. Right. So LB came. And he was, he came over and he just upped the price. So it was like, Let fuck the $60 ape shit. He made it 75 bucks 50 a quarter. That's when he set the city on fire. I was like, yes, finally somebody from California gets it. Cause there's a lot of people from Cali coming, trying to trap 
but they get stuck with panels thinking that New York motherfuckers are suckers and that they can sell all this weed and they don't know shit. And it's like, nah, we don't even want that shit. We'll leave you stuck with that shit. You'll just be sitting with those 20 to the point where you're like, I got to leave. Just take it for cost. Got them. Oh, that's the whole market right now. Oh, fucking crazy. You feel me? So, you know, LB, he fucked the game up like in a good way. In a good way. You know what I'm saying? And then the branding aspect, you know what I'm saying? That shit went viral. You dig what I'm saying? It was, you would hear about it too because they were moved as a whole crew. And it was like almost like a rap group, but a weed group. And they'd be like, yo, the Runch crew. I did an interview with them like the first time they all came when they was doing Runch Your Life Up. I did an interview with them that I never released, which I probably will release. It's kind of crazy. If you hit the, I didn't release it because it was like, I was like, it's too early for this one. You heard? <laughs> yeah. It's too early. It was too early. It was yeah. like, they're just running around. It was like the questions that I had was like, same shit. Like, so what is that shit? What's the real from the fake? Because there was a lot of fake packaging going on. It was like, that's not the real runts. Those are fake runs. Like, what's fake runs? What's real runs? You dig? It was this whole fake versus real thing going on. It's like, stamp, you got to get a stamp, yo. You got to be stamped up. We loved it. In New York, we loved it. We were just watching this shit like, oh, shit, fire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We about to do that shit too. Fuck Hard that. out their own lane. Yeah. No, I mean, it's been mimicked a lot. I mean. They're like the Wu-Tang of cannabis. <laughs> for real though no seriously like, it's like that's a good like a lot shout outs shout outs to uh lb shout outs to ray bomber shout outs yeah. to nick you know what i'm saying like those they 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 did their thing you know what i'm saying yeah. you feel me not for real it's crazy to see too because the real from the fake you just you couldn't even who can know by now well, Smokers Club been doing this shit forever. You dig what I'm saying? We the pioneers of this shit. We've been doing this shit for 13 years. We the, we are the blueprint of this shit for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Between me, Johnny Shipes, and, and Smoke Dizza, you know what I'm saying? We've done a lot in cannabis as far as showing transition and the other, the flip side of the coin of not like dramas, but things you could do with cannabis. You don't have to be confined to just being a bud dealer. You can actually take that concept. See, that's what people fail to realize that I did a long time ago. I took the, it wasn't that I, I took the money and flipped. No, I took the concept of trapping and did it in, we did it in these platforms where it's like, we're going to do it like this and get the customers like this instead of like this. But this is the title. This is the headline. Weed, read all about it. Can't rest us for talking about it. The fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. On some real shit. Took the culture of it and inserted it in other areas where you can actually have a platform and make shit happen. Like, I like how you guys do your events, bring people together, create an experience. It's not just, you know, and I've been criticized for saying this, but it's not just like a flea market vibe where everyone's just setting up with tables and shit. Like, give me your money, now leave. No. See, I, I don't enjoy that type no, of shit. No. But when I go somewhere like, like what you guys do, you're just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, it's an experience. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I've never experienced this before. That's the whole point. Shout out to Shipes, though. I am going to Yeah, lie. I know. He's a genius. Because a Shipes, Shipes is like a visionary when it comes to like. I, I went to the Drewski this, show. Yeah, this fantasy setting of what it could be, of what the situation is. You know what I'm saying? Like I was saying about the wrestling shit earlier. It's like the same shit. It's like, how can we make this bigger in a cool way? 
He's good at that. How'd you guys link up? We linked up through weed. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. we lived through a weed sale <laughs> I would hope in so. the back alley. You know what I'm saying? So. Like, yeah. was he not coughing real, off you, or were you coughing off him? I mean, I'm the oh. plug. You know what I'm saying? He's coughing. I, everybody copped off me. I served everybody. To be honest with you, you know, wow. back then I served everybody. Yo, like for real, on some real shit. If you didn't cop, it was a thing. It was like a trend. If you didn't cop from Shice Bubs, you ain't never. You don't know Shice Bubs, you bug it. What was Johnny looking for? He was looking for the piff or what? The piff? Yeah. Hell yeah. He was looking for the piff. He came for the piff. We rolled up like 15 deep to the studio. He was like, oh my God, the fuck? Then I seen him floating around the office a couple of years later. Like, oh, get your ass over here, man. What you doing over here? He's like, I'm running around the office. I got these a couple of artists. I'm running with these BG. And I'm like, BG, what's up? I did a, we did another deal right there. I was like, you running with BG? I was like, what's up? I got an album coming. I want to get him in the studio. Linked it, did the feature. I was like, come on, man. Come fuck with me. This I just one of the realest in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we did the music shit for a while. You know, he was like, put him on as associate producer with me, just on some projects that I had going on. Because I seen the whole, you know, even though we were part of Dipset, for Purple City, I seen like the fun, the funner side of things. That's how I always wanted it to be. Kind of like hard, but fun. Pause. You know what I'm saying? Like, on some... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was wicked yeah, yeah. but you know like a, like a, a different vibe like some organic shit even though it didn't work out in the end you know what i'm saying whatever you know popularity contest shit you know what i'm saying that shit you know how that shit goes like back then it was impressionable shit especially there wasn't no social media then when social media hit us in like 2007 2008 we're just like it's a lot to transition into you know what I'm saying? Without getting into arguments, you're seeing more stuff than you're used, accustomed to seeing about it from a person. You didn't, you're like, damn, I didn't know he was like that. He's consistently like that. What the fuck? I thought he was like that sometimes. This is the real him? Oh my God. I can't. You know what I'm saying though? Like, yep. oh, she's like this. She's, she's showing her ass. I thought she was a conservative. I thought she, she would never give it up. She didn't did what? She's a porn What? Holy shit. You know what I'm it saying? Fucks up relationships big time, and criticisms at an all time high now. Everybody's got a comment, you know, about mm -hmm. some shit. Um, it is crazy because you realize that people have been watching your shit, and then you go get around them, and then they're acting different, and you're like, "What is going on?" And it's just over your head because, as a human being, you don't, you're not recalling that, like, "Oh, I did post that," or "Oh, oh, they might have got mad about this," or. Or, oh, I went somewhere and I didn't call them. That's a big thing now. Yo, what's up with the invite? Mm -hmm. Bro, you can't fucking invite 100 people. I don't have the memory, the, the capacity to hit everybody. Well, I've turned this shit. Time. Well, for me, I've turned it into a job, yeah. right? So I don't have to do it. I don't hit anybody, really. Uh -huh. You dig what I'm saying? And, and the good thing about like Smokers Club and our collaborative um, aspect that we've always had is that it's allowed me to, to like branch out and do other things, right? So like I'm also known for hosting Rolling Loud, right? Courtesy of Packwoods. Pack it was it was Packwoods, right? And then it just changed like the situation. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, okay. Packwoods wasn't at Rolling Loud. Then it was Wafers. Now it's Wafers. You know what I'm saying? And I fuck I fuck with Packwoods heavy. It's not like you know like I don't fuck with Pack. I fuck with Packwoods, but. Now I fuck with waivers on on that type of aspect. You know, I love I love their weed. 
You know, we got the little chocolate pack. We got some blunts. I got some products too from them, you guys. You know what I'm saying? And it's just love. It's like the, coll- the collaborative effort where it's like, all right, come host Rolling Loud for us. Uh, do some content with us. Let's do a drop together. You know what I'm saying? And those are the things that we, I'm looking for in, in, in cannabis. You know what I'm saying? Like the Backpack Boys drop that I'm doing. It's like we're collaborating. You know, it's no egos involved. It's not like, you know, oh, it's like, yeah, we them, we're all those guys and we're bigger together because at the end of the day, when shit really is going to hit the fan, we better have some good resources, man. You know what it's like? The it's Avengers. It's going to take a lot of people coming together. Yes, like, bro. That's where we're losing right now. Yeah. There's not enough collaboration. The vision, the vision, people can't see the vision of that unity, you know, being strong enough to, to hold any weight when the big wave comes. Because it's going to happen because we're living in a time right now where it's like legalization from New York to Cali. That's never been conceived of. You dig what I'm saying? New York is already the, 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 the media capital of cannabis already. You know what I'm saying? Cali is not that anymore. Like it's New York. It's the focal point because that's where everybody's like, oh shit, money's here. The wide open. It's so many people. It's so many people, bro. It's money for everybody. It's always been like that. I told you back in the days on one strip from 135th to 180th, you got a millionaire in each block back and forth on each side for the whole strip. That's fucking one block. And that's in legacy. If you look at your team, though, like the Avengers were like, yeah, they can each have their own movie. But when they come together, they're stronger. It's like you guys, right? You can do your own drop. They, Johnny can do his thing. And the next thing you know, you guys come together and you're doing your thing together. And it's even bigger because of that. Of course. I mean, you know, listen, man. You know, we came up, all three of us, me, Johnny, and Dizzit, right? We didn't come up together in life because I'm older than them. But in this music industry and in this thing of ours, this weed thing and this, this uh, music culture, that's something that we're brothers in. Like we're brothers in arms. We've, of course, we've all had like little fallouts and like, you know. That's normal. Yeah. If you're being real, that's normal. It's no, it, it was about being real. Yeah. To show like, what? You offended me. Time out. If you feel that, if you're that mad, then we just need time out. And you know what I'm saying? And then once we're like, all right, we, we got to snap out of it. <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah. We've been over it. But you know, once you're. You could be over it, but that don't mean that even if we're both over it, that don't mean that it's time to activate again. That's a fact. You dig? It's got to cool mm-hmm. off. It, it, has to, it has to manifest back into something organic again. You dig what I'm saying? And in our situation with us, we've always been able to do that without it being a public thing. You'll never see me bashing anyone, actually, but especially those guys. You know what I'm saying? Know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even have we don't even have a reason to do that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes in, in financial situations and companies, shit gets weird when there ain't no money being made or there is money being made. It gets weird anyway. And it's when you think something won't go wrong, it will. And if you're in a businessman, you know that already. So you take your wins, you take your losses, you love who you love. You know what I'm saying? And and you try to just be like stress free. That's what I'm trying to do. Trying to be stress free. And that's it, you know? How'd Heavy Smoke come about? Heavy Smoke? I came up with Heavy Smoke in 2017, right? Because I was like, I was watching the movie um, Heavy Metal. Like, 
like over and over and over and over on some stoner shit. Like, another movie, Heavy Metal? No. You? It's a yeah. Co- it's a cartoon from the it 80s. It all makes sense make now with movies. the logo. I'm looking at the logo of Heavy Metal and I'm like, ah, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I made it blatant, basically. You dig what I'm saying? It's dope. But it was like about this, it was like about this little green ball, you know, and it was just like influencing people throughout a timeline of history and shit. You know what I'm saying? And I looked at that green ball like weed and shit like that on some stoner shit. Like that shit is the same shit. Because for me, cannabis is a gift. It's not like some weed dealer shit. It's not that. It's bigger than that for me. It's, it's not bigger. It's deeper than that. It's like some spiritual shit. So I looked at that, that movie, Heavy Metal, like, like I said, like that little green ball as cannabis and my influence with it and how it, it can change the narrative of people. It can make people hate. It can make people turn into a monster. It can make them be good. It can make them be kind. It can make them listen. It can make them not listen. It could do all types of things. You dig? It's about what you put in, you know, like when you use it, being clear about what you're using it for. Like, yo, this is for this. Like I said, heavy smoke in New York cannabis is for entry level smokers that go to the dispensary that want to be safe. They want tested product. That's what it's for. That's what I'm doing. I'm conforming to the goddamn rules. You dig? Coast to coast. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. How'd you meet Burner? Through music? Um, yeah, through music and weed. Yeah. Burner, I met Burner through Jordan Tower, right? And um, when we were doing a uh, smokeathon, we were doing a smokeathon back then. And um, I was hanging out with the Jacka, rest in peace from the Bay, right? And me and the Jacka was getting stupid high, like higher than I've ever been in my life. And him too, right? He was like, this was like a mutual thing. Cause I was like, yo, I've never been this high. It was like, shite spouts. I ain't never been this high either. I was like, oh shit, we fried. He's like, I got to take you to my man, Burner, man. He got it. He got all the fire. I was like, word. And Jordan was like, yeah, that's what the guy I'm telling you. We're going to go see Burner. We're going to see Burner. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go see Burner. So we go see Burner. It's me, the Jacka. This is, this is like, you could Google this shit. This is not like me just telling a story. This is like me retelling a youtube clip you dig what i'm saying it was like me cosmo cosmo music um burn mass pike miles jordan town the jacket and we just smoking wild weed getting stupid high cherry pie cherry eye setting off fire alarm shit you dig like you know i was on my purple city shit like kind of making my statement in new york like niggas don't know nothing about nothing we doing over here at all are you dumb you know what i'm saying this is like light years before new york people like you know what i'm saying got onto this cali big chains and shit you know what i'm saying like yeah. real shit that's a fire session to get in yeah all those guys the, passing around talking the number one question was they was like yo jordan was like yo who's who's the best smokers in the world it was like, we all laughed, like, if you, you missed the session, if you wasn't here, the smoke-a-thon is officially over. It's no more contestants, it's done, it's cooked. You heard? Mm-hmm. How'd you link up with the dudes from Astro Club? See you over there kicking it sometime. Astro Club? Yeah. 
So Acid Club, those are the homies. Um, Ben, Mike, you know what I'm saying? They used to fuck with my homie Josh, you know what I'm saying? Back in the days, you know, shit happens, whatever in business. But um, yeah, you know, they like the downtown spot. So it's like, oh, Acid Club, you got some stuff going on over here. It's like, uh, I'll pop up and just show face, smoke a couple blunts, you know. Cool little hangout vibe. Yeah, you know, I do that to, to most clubs in New York, though. Like, I pop up to most of them. I'm not going to lie. Because if I had a club, I would want them to pop up. Yeah, 100%. You know? That's now, what, but, nowadays I, but nowadays I charge, though. Like, it's a fee for me to come to your shit because I supported everybody's shit wholeheartedly, like, unconditionally. I'm going to be real with you. And, and everyone in New York who's watching this, you know that I pop up to everything, even when people are like, why is he here? Like, he came here? Is it, what is this, a freebie? Like, what's going on? Like, no, I came to support. I came to smoke some weed here, actually. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to spy. I'm not here to get a blueprint off your shit. I don't <laughs> care. I just came to say what's up and be like, yeah, you're doing your thing. You dig? That's it, bro. Like, Best spot in New York to smoke. Uh, any street corner. When let's say you you haven't been to New York, you take a trip to New York. What what's what's a perfect day in New York? Like, what do you got to do? Who me? No, just somebody that's coming to visit. Oh, out of town. Oh, to get the full real New York experience. Because like I've been in New York before on my own terms, and then I've been there where I linked up with a homie, and he's like, "Let me show you my New York," and it was totally different to where I really appreciated the city a lot more. When I went with him versus when I'm just like, oh, these I answers, swear. these answers require, require sponsorship fees. Yeah. <laughs> <Endorsement>. these, <laughs> they, they, they require sponsorship fees, man. I am going to hold you, man. But at the end of the day, check it out. Right. You know. When you go to New York, right. And you're a tourist, right. You know. Which you can in like in the next two weeks. You can go to Groupon or you can search Legacy Adventures Tours. Okay. That tour will basically be the tour that will guide you through the experience that you need to have as a tourist in New York. Feel me? And, and that's how you'll be able to experience what's what. You dig what I'm saying? Because one thing for sure, two things for certain. You don't want to send someone somewhere, right? Where anything can happen. Feel me? You don't want to be liable for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a tour yeah. guide. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? So, you know, my thing is when you're in New York, be safe. No people. You know, there's vendors everywhere. So, it's only weed. You know, that whole fentanyl weed shit. I don't believe in that shit, man. I think nah. that shit is cap. Fuck no. They've been saying shit about weed for years. And that shit. You always got some fucking weirdos that'll do some shit and then get caught. That don't say, that don't speak volumes to me though. No. You dig what I'm saying? Because, you know, contaminated cannabis is not something that's on the menu. We looking for butt rot. We, everyone's picky out here and everyone's an expert, bro. You know, from the people in Cali, because you got people in Cali who's, who live in New York, basically, who are inspecting everything. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Like, so what are we really doing here? You know what I'm saying? You're always going to have boof. Someone is always going to have some trash. That's, that's weed. That's the weed game. In California, you have, come on, man. Those sessions back in the days, a couple years back, those were considered 
the desperation sessions, right or wrong? Hell yeah. When it was dying out, it was tough. Yeah, it was some. It Just, started where it was like a farmer's market with fire, and then it turned into like, oof, this is rough out here. Yeah. It's fucking $200 pounds and shit. <laughs> that was wild. Crazy. Yeah. Those are crazy days where it's like, this is from two years ago. You're like, what the fuck? It's a new problem that the market wasn't introduced to yet. And then now it's like, yeah, where does it go? And speaking of that, what do you think about the international game and how that's coming along? Like places like Thailand and all these spots where it's like you would have never thought they would embrace weed. I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. What can I say? Like, you know, it's, it should be international. It should be like that. It should be, you know, yeah. things have changed, man. You know, the things, like I said, the things that were cool back in the days, they've changed the narrative on that shit. You know what I'm saying? So we, we, I want, I would like for weed to stay cool. I still smoke bud. I'm an island guy. I like rolling up in tobacco leaves. My favorite roll-ups are Brothers Broad Leaves, right? Backwood Original only, only. If it's not that, I'm asked out. I'm going to be upset. You ever smoke papers? Mm. Disappointing? Yeah, it's like, you know, it reminds me of cigarettes. And I'm not talking about, like, the experience of it. I'm just talking about, like, the, like, the white paper, like yeah. I'm smoking. I'm going to, I'll start smoking cigarettes again if I fuck with that. You know, it's like a yeah. fix, you know, the fixation part of it. Yeah. I quit cigarettes. So it's like, I, I just want to smoke brown blunts. That's it. I don't still get a little bit of nicotine. I don't even like light colored blunts. They got to be like dark. Like, you know what I'm saying? Heavy. Yeah. Heavy smoke. Like heavy smoke, bro. Heavy smoke. Yeah. Come on, man. Living Shout out brand. Brothers Broadleaf. They've been like, uh, yeah. they've always been supporters of the show. Absolutely. Mm hmm. What's like, as you guys have put shit together and continue to put shit together, what's been one of the highest moments that you, you, you know, looking back that you felt like, damn, this is a big accomplishment right here. Yo, my whole run, to be honest with you, like the whole shit, like every year I've, I've, I've done something since I started in 2000 and 2000, I've done something that was like, no one did that. You know what I'm saying? But my latest, greatest accomplishment was basically, you know, when, when they said that we was going to be legal in, in New York, right? I was like, I'm not, yo, I'm about to be the poster child for this shit. Are you crazy? Are you insane? You know how many people I empowered to, to switch from cocaine to weed? You know, lives, I say? With the agenda? I was like, I'm going down in history. Cause I'm going to, I'm writing the story. I'm writing the book on, on what the history of, of the story that I want to tell of what it really is, the truth of it. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. And when I was named, you know, grand marshal, right. For the, the cannabis parade, it wasn't about just the parade. It was like, that's, that was one aspect of it. That was like the celebration of me being named grand marshal to me. And being the first, the first, this was the first, even though it was the 50th anniversary for the parade, this was the first city, you know, code with the city parade. And the city appointed me as the Grand Marshal. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I did it. Like, I, I did exactly what I set, set out to do. Like, I accomplished something. Like, that I set a goal to do. Like, a lot of the things 
I knew they were going to happen because it was just part of the formula. Even though this was two, it was just like, damn, I'm, I'm making it. This is like running for office almost what I'm doing. But there is no office. There's nobody running for anything. Nobody even knows it's a title. I kind of just, you know, set my play up like this is who I am for New York. And, you know, my conversation and what's going on over here? What's these licenses about? You know, I basically supported all these car license holders, right? A person like me who's been in Smokers Club, who's already made money off of festivals and tours and merchandise, even cannabis in stores. I've dropped Herp Invaders in stores three years ago, two and a half years ago, whatever it was. I don't even remember right now. You know what I'm saying? Because my life is so full of new things. You, you know what I'm saying? That it, it's like, look at my expertise. And they're like, wow, got it all figured out. Like, no, I don't have it all figured out, but this is what we're doing. This is what it is about, though. Then, you know, week 420, we go on tour, uh, Smokers Club, Burner, Wiz Khalifa, Dizza, Chevy Woods, Joey Badass, right? Gang, gang, gang. That's not even, that's not even a made up thing. That's What's that like? That was, that was like. How's that even come about? <sighs> Johnny Shapes, man. You know what I'm saying? Behind the scenes on a lot of shit people don't know about. Wow. It, it came, but listen, it came about because we've already been together. This is what it is. This is why it was so organic. It wasn't like rocket science. It was like, this all is what it is. It just all makes sense in the most non-egotistical way. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. if there was egos involved, they wouldn't have worked. I promise you that. You dig what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, there was four, four different green rooms, but really we never used the other three. That's fire. We only used one and we all just like every night we're like, you know, we give everybody their space. You know what I'm saying? It's not like some hoarding shit. You mean, we might use the other room, of course, you know, you know, but. We were genuinely kicking it. We genuinely were just kicking it like after shows and laughing and smoking and regular shit. No goofy shit, like you know what I'm saying. So it was, it was good. It was fully like organic, fully the 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 true definition of what it's supposed to be like. Because you know you get in these situations where you're like, oh, he's the biggest artist, and it becomes a Hollywood thing, and the security and all of the security. We all family. It ain't even you know what I'm saying. It's not like it's like okay, where's the security? He's not paid to hold none of us down, but we all family. So it's like we good. It's like. You know, it's a cool thing, cool vibes. Everybody embrace each other at the important parts of their career, which is the early times. And, you know, I feel, I feel like Johnny Shipes is really good at that. And I don't know much about it, but mm -hmm. it seems to be that way. I was just at uh, the Drewski show in Miami and I see Drewski being like, man, if this, if this, if it wasn't for you, none of this would be coming together. And I even saw Johnny there after the end of it. And I'm like, you know, damn, this dude's behind a lot more shit than what people mm -hmm. think. Well, I didn't even know he was behind all that. And it was one of a kind of experience. And that's why I went and I correlated it back. I'm like, that's why I fuck with the Smokers Club. They do shit different. You know, never been done before. I went to that show and I was like, this is unlike anything I've ever been to. That's what's up, man. Fire as fuck, you know? Appreciate that, man. Yeah, and I, I fuck with that. Because sometimes, you know, when you've been doing it for so long and, and you know, you don't, you don't get the accolade or not even that we're looking for an accolade, but it's just like, damn, 
all this time has passed and it's like, damn, what was the best moment? You know how many moments we had it's of crazy. going on tour and, and being with like, yo, bro, I grew up on Red Man and Method Man and now I'm hosting a tour with them. Like, even though I'm shites bubs and it's like, oh, shite that. Listen, man, respect is respect. Bro. Cypress Hill, how do you, yo, bro, be real and, 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 and yo, those guys basically had us listen to that shit smoking weed loading guns, blood, like, for real, like, on some, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, like, I nah, give a fuck. We about to go rob these motherfuckers tonight, dog. Put that song in again, I could just kill a man. Oh, I could just kill a man, right? I'm telling you, like, so to be on a tour and hosting, hosting it on some weed shit at that. And then, you know, we getting introduced to all these new flavors. Like, you know what I mean? Shout outs, shout outs to them. Shout outs to Be Real and, and, and Burn and, and all these people that like, Shabinsky, you dig? Like, shout outs to the weed game, man. Like, it just shows though, cannabis truly does bring everybody together. Yeah. And when you're saying the family vibes, it's like everyone in one room. I'm sure it was because, oh, Where's everyone smoking at? All right, everyone smoking in this room? All right, let's all go to that room. Mm -hmm. Eat, drink, smoke, chill, listen to music, vibe, talk, conversate. It brings everything full circle. You know, and even if you don't smoke weed, it doesn't matter. You still go in there and chill and you're- Nah, 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 nah. Don't be, don't be but I'm saying though, <laughs> I'm saying though, it's true that like you got the people in chill there out, whoa, whoa, whoa. that don't smoke too, right? And they're vibing yeah. too. Yeah, they're chilling. Because they want to joke and laugh. You, you don't have that hope. same vibe without- yeah, but Everything then they become the joke because we're like, yeah, 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 oh. yeah like, or they're like <laughs> super high. <laughs> yeah. We got a contact. Like, what's it like smoking with currency? I mean, that's a life goal. People have life goals with some of these people you sat down and but, but, yeah, it, What he, was it like to see like his and Wiz's rise? Because for the new generation, they really normalize smoking a lot of weed and vibing to their music and riding around and. Like Wiz for sure on getting people on joints, on papers and all this shit. Both of them really like. Yo, it's crazy because it's, it's like. It's a time period. It's like when I, when I first met uh, Spitter, right? I had the purple sour at that time. And it was like on camera, like me first meeting him. And I kind of was like on some like real like, yeah, purple sour. He's like, oh, you're the pumpkin king, man. Holy shit. Right, like, and then they start calling me the Pumpkin King for like six years after that. You know what I'm saying? But it was just like to go on tour with them. You know what I'm saying? And then they from Louisiana. My mother's from Louisiana, so it was like we had this connection on some family vibes, some Southern vibes. The whole gang, the whole Jet Life, like they're like Harlem, like like uh, New Orleans and Harlem is like a, a connection to me. I don't know some weird shit, but it's like. It's like this he, energy. He he brought something so different to that life because you were just talking about BG. Yeah, like that's the real like. So then, it starts with Wayne. It. it starts with Wayne. You For know sure. what I'm saying? Right. Cash. It starts. It starts with Wayne. Cash money. It starts with Wayne. You know what I'm saying? But like, like to flip it. But spitting spitting Wiz together was like it was dope to see because the thing is like I knew Wiz from Pittsburgh on some trapping shit, taking the piff out there. You know, and they had, Chevy was part of a whole different rap group back then. He was called Kev the Hustler back then. You know what I'm saying? So I used to be fucking with them niggas on some Llama Avenue shit, bringing the piff out there, dip set and all that. You know what I'm saying? And real talk, the conversation back then was like, yo, Wiz, you know, he's on some, you know, other vibes on the other side of town. I'm like, a word? 
I should link him. I'm like, I should fuck. Why y'all don't fuck with him? What are y'all doing? Next thing you know, it's Chevy Woods and, and Wiz Khalifa. And I'm like, yeah, gang. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm talking about. And Wiz was like mad open arms. You know what I'm saying? He showed wild love on some like, you know, fan of Dipset and, and the movement and whole weed shit, purple shit. And I really, you know, when we met, I really had all of that. Like, I really had the bud. You know what I'm saying? You know, so it was it was good. You know what I'm saying? It was all love back in the days. You know, things happen. We went on, you know, whatever, whatever. People blow up. We blew up, whatever, whatever. You know, they went with the guy. You know what I'm saying? Black and yellow. Spitter, he's been popping. Spitter, I feel like he, he's in his own, like, lane, though. Stay more independent. Yeah. Like, I think they're both, like, independent. But, you know. I feel like when, when Black and Yellow hit, Wiz went i think he went with atlantic or something like that right. and they like tried to make him something but like he leveled it out whereas spitter was just like he already tried to do that with cash money and everything he was like exactly. nah, i'm on my own shit let me just let me keep let me stay let me in stay the cool steady. lane he stayed steady you know what right. i'm saying and rest he's a legend to, he's a legend rest, rest in peace to uh mac miller but what was that like seeing him in his early Dope. days that, he that, brought a vibe that was too. the saddest shit when i heard that he passed he brought away, a vibe bro. too to like young people kids that like want to smoke and like dress dress fly just live life have fun with your friends had all his friends come in like i remember going to some early shows 100 200 people there and like a little bar lounge and it was just it was it was big shit you knew right away like oh this kid's going he's going shout out to ross from the, the crazy up. thing is that v edelman right was my um my entertainment lawyer when i did purple city and then he was part of the whole Wiz Khalifa Rostrum record shit. You know what I'm saying? So when we all linked back up, it was like it was like a, a good, you know, energy because this this V already knew me and it was like, yeah, that's shite. He's good. Like, you know, in, in the industry you gotta co-sign people, man, because it's a lot of sharks out there. Yeah, you don't know what's what. You don't know what's what. And then my name is Shice, so if you don't know me, it's like his name is Shice. It's for a reason. The reason why my name is Shice, though, I'm a Shice detective though. Feel me? I, I'm I'm the one who's scanning everything for the bullshit. Feel me? Shice detector. I mm -hmm. like that. I like how you said it's funny that your homeboy that gave you that was the actual one that was shice. Yeah, isn't it always like that? He's like, nah, it's him over there. Who named you? <laughs> who named you Pat God? Take the heat off it. Uh, you know, just having the brand. And they were like, what are you gonna go by on the show? And I was like, uh, I'm not going by my government. So, you know how I used to cop weed back in the days, bro, bro. I would come to Cali by myself and go on a strip where like the hip hippies used to be just hanging out and be like, who got it? And I'll find somebody with it and I'll buy pounds from them. Dead ass. Those days ended though. Like those days ended like. Was that, was that? 07. Like that vibe, 06. Like you just go and pull up on like the hippies and shit, you know, like on the. Uh, on but, but you could. Where our burner's shop is at. His cookie store? What's that? Hate Street? Hate Street, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, in the Bay. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. You go to, you're talking about New York. No. Yeah, talking about the Bay. You, know, the makes bay. Sense. you go to Hate and you day, go to one of yeah. those little bums. But if you're on the East Coast, it's it's probably coming from the Mexicans or the Cubans back in the days, the Reggies, the Arizona. It was coming from the Jamaicans and the Mexicans. Yeah. Two Hard or three body. options. Hard body. Only way you're getting weight. Yeah, once El Chapo got locked up, that shit was quiet. Hello? 
That so, Age Street was a flagship. I mean, that's that I was. I mean, like to be out there in 07, though, yes. bro. Holy shit! Right place, right time. That's what I'm saying. I've been in the trenches since the 90s, blood. You were on the next hill. Before next hill. The church. Before next hill. On the pagers. You gotta hit the pager. Sky pager. Hit the payphone real quick. Sky pager. I don't know nothing about that. I was copping weed in Cali in '92. San Diego. Holy shit. El Cajon. Like, for real, bro. Like, what were they selling it then as like Indo? Reggie in Arizona's or what? You know what it was? They were getting it from the Chaldeans, right? My man was getting this shit called Cow's Breath. This is like nine, seven. Fucking crazy. Nine, seven with the, with the Cow's Breath. But back then it was like, when I, like in nine, two, when I first went to get the weed, it was like, just like green brick weed, but green, not brown. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. skunk weed, like, you know what I'm saying? Like skunk, later on, they started calling that shit, um, Ari, Arizona. Are you familiar yeah, with that? You had, no. You had, no? The, you had the compressed, and then you had the fluff, but you could, like, peel it. He started, he started, he's a rare one, because he started in the game, he started growing right away. Where? Within a year of, of getting in the mix. Smoked good shit right away. <clears throat> I was, well, because a couple guys around me were growers, so I, I'm right in the mix with guys that were had already been growing, so it was yeah. like, this is what's around, bro. Green thumb is a green thumb, bro. You know, certain things get instilled in you that, you, that get instilled, and you're just like, you don't even know that it's getting programmed into you. So it's like, if you're around that, then that's what you're doing. I was growing too. Police raided my crib and fucked my whole shit up. Like that's that growing weed shit fucked my shit up. Like what? Nah, that get that shit, heat. get that shit out of here, bro. They just it's raided my world. crib for that shit, bro. I ain't even getting no trouble, but they seized my bread. You know what I'm but, saying, though? Yeah, but like back then, even if you knew a grower or something, you could only get so much. And then the man was so crazy that, like I said, you had to go to the hood or you had to be connected to the streets in a way where. You knew some real players that knew some even crazier players that were, you know. Well, back in the days, like if you went to certain blocks, they were known for the same weed all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you go to Botanica, that shit is always the same weed. Always. That's what made you a legit spot that you always got the same pack no matter what. We were seven. No, for real. Never run well, think, out. Think about the first crews that were actually able to put like six, eight, 12 spots together. And then they also learned a thing called figuring out the power. So these, the first guys to do that were the Dominicans and the Cubans and all these down in Miami. That was the first time we had seen like, yo, there's Blowing up houses. 30, 40 of these available. And you're like, yo, bro, what? And don't forget in New York, right? Everybody had crack spots. Oh, yeah, they could. Like, no, like weight spots. Like you serve, oh, serve yeah. weight and crack spots too. So to switch to weed, is it's like a piece of fucking cake. It's like you're outdoors now. You know, like you're doing, you're taking it from inside and bringing it outside on a street corner. Right. Totally different. Totally New York's different. so different than, uh, than Florida. Than anywhere in the world almost. Yeah, come true. On, so yeah, come on, man. The best Not food true. spots I'm just in the comparing world almost. Like, my timeline where I'm thinking like, damn, I didn't, I didn't Yo, they'd be like, yo, Europe is like four or five years, years ahead of, you know, America and 
New York is four or five years ahead of the rest of all the, the rest of the states. But now it's, it's not like that anymore. It used to be like that. Now with the internet, you go to any state, you think you're in, you think you're in LA, you think you're in New York, you don't know where you're at. So you're like, where am I at again? You go to Kansas, you be like, see motherfuckers with Tim's and, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Well, make sure of everything. Yeah. Because they can see it now. Yeah. They couldn't see the shit, but they couldn't see the yeah, swag right. before, bro. We need what they got in Barcelona, though, in New York, where they got all the spots you could pop up to and smoke. I feel well, like when you What do you those, feel about the whole lounges? why we don't have consumption lounges and like the future of that? Do you feel that that's going to be a, a wave that comes and people will be able to <laughs> smoke more freely and, and you'll get an experience out of that? Or is that just going to get skipped over and it's just kind of like... It's kind of like alcohol at bars and so, clubs. So and I'll say it so they could just go against what I say. Right. There we go. <laughs> he said it. We're gonna prove him wrong, right? <laughs> like, fuck, I can't wait. <laughs> but look, I look at consumption lounges like this, right? Because I fake did it already. You dig what I'm saying? Like, I tested it already. You know what I'm saying? I'm going too deep about it, but I, I tested it already. And what I realized is that when I did it in the transition of going from not being able to smoke outside to being able to smoke outside, decriminalize, and you can have three ounces on you. I went from that with the consumption lounge, right? Where it went from like people coming to hang out to people not coming to hang out. Why is that? Because why the fuck are you going to go to a destination spot when you can smoke anywhere? You're going to pay a fee? Yeah, that makes sense. It doesn't add up. So the experience, the experience has to be different if it's going to be like something like that. But the thing is this, in New York State, it's illegal to smoke indoors. So I don't even understand how that even works, yo. I don't even know how that makes sense because it's like to break that law to make weed, to, to make cannabis legal for consumption lounges, it's like it makes me look at it like a whole money grab and that they just manipulate every fucking thing. It only works for them when it works for them. Why couldn't we smoke before? Oh, because you needed to lock motherfuckers up and find motherfuckers? Is that just what it is? Open oh, now because we need consumption lounges and licenses. You're going to open up. God bless. God bless because what's going to eventually happen, right, is they're going to say, yeah, we, because they're pushing for it, right? It's a thing. I'm like, it's a thing? How? Oh, what's the, what's the flip side of the coin? The flip side of the coin is no one's going to consumption lounges because you can smoke outside. So guess what? We're going to start finding everyone for smoking outside and force you back into the consumption lounge. Think about it. And we're going to open up the shit and make you pay all this money to get a consumption lounge. You think you're going to get a consumption lounge license for cheap. The fees you're going to have to pay on the back end that they're not talking about of you getting your shit legitimized, the build out for it is it's not what you think. So wash, because like you said, people aren't trying to pay just to hang around and smoke. And how are you going to make money? And they're trying to treat it like a business. Well, you can't tax it like a cannabis business because it's not. It's a hospitality business, and they're trying to take both sides. Well, you're a hospitality business, but we also want you to pay $30,000 a year for a cannabis license and be taxed at 36%. It's like, yeah, that doesn't. I just think it's all weird shit. It doesn't. That's why, like, when people ask me about what they should be doing in cannabis, I tell them, especially if they're investing, I'm like, yo, take your time, and that's it. Do not run to a delayed plane. Okay? I like that. You're just going to be sweaty on the plane, smelling musty once you get on. That's it. You're going to be stinking. Just be poised. Be calm. 
<laughs> don't dump all your money into a fake ass dream that they sold you. If it's your dream, then live it out. If it's their dream for you, you're doing bad. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes perfect sense. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like that goes for anything. But it goes, definitely, it we, goes for every industry. The thing about for me with cannabis that I feel like, you know, I can't. I don't want to drop the whole jewel, but it's just like, you know, my underlining tag for heavy smoke is music, art, and fashion fueled by cannabis. Don't let that shit go over your head. You dig? It's about music, art, and fashion for me. Those are my real passions. Cannabis is my gift, of a, a tool that I've been using to maneuver through life and execute my other passions that I have. That's made me excel in cannabis because I use the plant for what it is, which is motivation, things for anxiety to calm down when I'm tripping or even to trip. Depending on what I, what I feel, what my hormones are doing at the time. You dig what I'm saying? That's it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I don't know, ran a little bit, but. Yeah. No, no, it's for whatever you need. And honestly, it ties all those worlds together. You know, because it's a, it's a. That's why they always say have passion in this shit. If you're going to be in cannabis, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it doesn't have to be just for cannabis. It could be passion at whatever you love get in where you fit in you got in and you started growing you know what i'm saying you, you you're having a voice right now and providing a platform to talk about mm -hmm. something that you ended up being like yo this is great a life's work just like most of us where we have our main passion and then offshoot passions i mean and then i meet guys like this where the game starts to change around you as a grower and you're like man i need pacemakers i need guys that know branding i need other people that you know that play different roles in the game and it's like a transformer mm -hmm. now you turn into this massive thing that gets to move mountains you know the waves in new york have been epic to see like from the west coast being an east coast guy it's amazing to see come back yeah the strange full too. circle and well, in a different light and in a different way at a different time mm -hmm. because people are getting to come out into the light now and it's not some like shadow game of my thing. My thing like for New York, my thing for New York is like, I just want people to look at the flip side of the coin. You know what I'm saying? Ab about the game and just know that like, you know, playing in the legal market is good, but you got to play together because, and, and when I say together, I'm not saying, Hey, everybody hold hands and shit like that, but show up and have some of these same business um, infrastructure. You know what I'm saying? To to build this shit and to be like, yo, we we need this. So when you when you're fighting for something, you're fighting together as opposed to just being like selfish for your brand. That's where everyone loses. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they already advised everyone like, yo, if you're coming into this New York market, you should you should if you're coming in fresh, like from a different business, and you're coming into cannabis and you're getting a license because. This is something you want to do. You should link with someone who's in the game who knows it and give them that opportunity, you know, to um, help you build your business or, or at least gain some knowledge because this shit is about experience. There's a lot of things from the cultivator side, you know, you grow that anything that you think can happen wrong will happen when you least expect it. So you have to be able to, you know, know your craft, know your passion so you could take a hit and keep going and, and not look at it as a hit, look at it as a learning experience. You know what I mean? 
you know what people look past too? Your network is your net worth. The fact. The amount of people that like you're able to connect with and call. I mean, that that is so underestimated in this game where a lot of times you'll get investors, you get people from the outside being like, well, man, we got this problem and I'm just trying to figure out. And it's like, oh, this is the guy for that. What's the next question? Oh, no, this. Okay. So we need to talk to this guy for this. Then. It's the same with no one. Just here's how exactly how it lays out. Th- what's that worth? Right. Being able to save you six moves instead of 14. It's priceless. And, and that's the part of the, that collaboration of being like, nah, you don't want to do that. It looks, it sounds good, but that's what they're selling you. They just want your money. Money. You know? And that's why a lot of trappers are like, nah, that's not for me. I'm good. I'll fall back. Let it, let it roll out. You know? But then you have a lot of people that, you know, they, they want to. to they want to keep playing the game. They want to live the experience, though. The whole thing. They want to get the dispensary, get the license. You know, uh, congratulations to everybody in New York who got a license. It's, it's fucked up what's going on right now with them holding the shit up. And it's always something. But to those who, who are open and are whatever, uh, congratulations, man. Because it, it has to be a food chain. It has to, you know what I mean? Someone has to do it. If the real trappers are not saying that the people who got licenses are because they are. They are. They went out and did the work and filled out the applications and played the game. You know what I'm saying? To get rewarded that. But at the end of the day, it's just like, where are the real trappers at? Well, they have to, just like the music game, you got to hand it down. So who's the next one up? You're going to have to come together. Now I need to bring up like, oh, you didn't get a license, but man, this guy's somebody. Put that dude on. Right. And that's where people are like, nah. It'll be a necessity. I don't need him. Ends. I don't need that. Oh, it could be competition. But, but, but think about it. If you, if you had a license, right, and someone comes along, right, and they're like, oh, I want to do business with you. How much money for 49% is someone actually giving up? And no one even really wants to give up 49% for no fucking investment. Yeah, the social equity thing is. But I'm not even talking about social equity. I'm just talking about the whole percentage of having a license and being like, all right, this is my license. I, I have 49% I can get rid of. I have to maintain 51%. Right. Required by law to yeah, have that's this. Some, that's some bullshit. You, you dig what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like how big. Set of up a, to fail. But how big of an investment are you going to get? Especially exactly. if you don't even want to give up 10%. You're like, what? Give me 3 million. 3 million? Shit. They're looking at that shit like, what? For what? When is the return coming? Wouldn't you be looking like that if you had your money and you spending your bread? 100%. Yeah. I'm just taxes, invest in the person and not sure. the business. No, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's a rigged system that doesn't make sense for any business, let alone cannabis. What big CEO or founder, or what big founder, I should say, owns more than 10, 20% of their company? So, all right. So we, so we advocate, right? There's been advocators for years to even get to the point where we're at now. This didn't happen by itself. Right or wrong? Totally right. Right? There's, it's been advocating forever. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? People have been advocating for this forever, but it's like. What's what coming you, of it? Yeah. Like, you advocate, and then there's always something else. There's always some other obstacle. The flip side of the coin. Yeah, so now you're stuck like some advocator, like, with a picket sign and shit. Like, that shit is whack. That's not That's the American dream. Like, Fuck it, I'm just going to keep trapping. That's not the American dream to be sitting there 100%. protesting somebody's opinion about some shit that they 
put in, you know what I'm saying? So how do you break that? The solution, I guess, is like, you, you got to band together with a certain type of infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like-minded. For us, by us. And let that be. Until imp- that gets too big to fail. Until, and, until that doesn't work out. Until it's like, all right, we got to revamp this. Everyone has opinions, though, that's in it. So it's like, yo, this, that. You know what I'm saying? At least it's by us, though. And I'm not saying black people. I'm talking about the culture of cannabis as a diverse thing because I only see it working like that, diverse. I don't see it. It's too big. And we're talking international here. We're not talking just your damn neighborhood, you know, or your block. We're talking about the whole world, yo. I'm from New York, so I look at it like that. I look at it as uh, with an international lens, like it's only international people in New York. Everywhere, everyone in New York is from somewhere else. That's all we see all day. It's like no an international God. city. I mean, the thing about it is like Johnny has his whole thing going on. Dizza has his whole thing going on. He just dropped a Flying Lotus. His project shit is fire. You know what I'm saying? I got my whole weed thing going on. I'm just dedicated to weed. I've been dedicated to weed since 2011. I gave up, I gave up the music like recording and doing albums, I gave that up like in 2011 to kind of concentrate on cannabis and preparing for what's going on right now, actually, to be honest with you, 10 years ahead. You feel me? And hosting, being the host of Smokers Club is something that was part of my deal. That I'm the official host. There will never be another host unless I pass the torch. The Grand Marshal. Period. You dig? Yep. And I do it out of passion and the love. It's not something that I'm hoarding or it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's not even no real bread in that. It's just something I love to do. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, I get money off the shit, but it's not like, yeah, I just made a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, I'm representing for my legacy, yo. For my last name type shit. Now my shit is on the plaque. I'm the only person with that certificate in New York. What are we talking about? In the city of, what, 12 million people? That shit is on my wall. In a trap. Hello? You heard? The fucking Grand Marshal. <laughs> yeah. That's a hell of a title. Too. It's more than a parade, dogs. You heard? Yeah. People be like, yo, but what is Shut up. Who, who you got uh, in mind uh, a point as another Grand Marshal? Um... It's pretty like it's pretty much a shoe but I'm not. You know what I mean? Things could change though. It's we still got a couple more. Don't want to gas them up too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we still we still got like about uh, ten months left before that Grand Marshal uh, gets passed off. So, and I got a lot of work to do. I set the bar kind of high. So at least when the next Grand Marshal comes in, right, he'll know that. This ain't just a title for you just to plaque up. This is like, you got to put it in some community service with this shit. You got to live up to it. You got to put it in some community service. What do I do community service wise? What I do, what I've been doing is like, I've been doing activations in the neighborhood, ping pong. I'm a ping pong advocate. Oh shit. That's why yeah. I brought that up. Yeah. That's why I brought that up. Cause yeah. Going yeah, crazy on the people don't know we got them ping pong games on the off I'm the glad, bike I'm glad that I, are website only but yeah i'm yeah. glad i uh didn't accept the challenge right away before <laughs> this so i do activations for the kids in the neighborhood you know with liquid death waters and and shit like awesome. that you know with little tra- trainers from the ping pot organization so 
that's my give back. You know what I'm saying? I donated mm-hmm. ta- I donated a table to the church over there so they could have it all the time. You know what I'm saying? For the kids. You know? The shice bubs table. Yeah. Yeah. This is for y'all, you know? Get I nice. Like Get nice. Oh. You know? It's cool. You know, so just supporting the community cannabis, the cannabis industry in New York, you know, the kids, you know, giving them some hope that, yo, we're not drug dealers. We're not bad people. We're actually role models for y'all. You know what I'm saying? We're businessmen, you know? And I just want to, you know, be the inspiration. See, there's a difference. Be the inspiration for like trappers and people to be like, yo, I like his moves. I want to I want to make moves like that too. I want to make this bigger. I want to go international. I need the infrastructure for my business to do that. I need more than a vending table, some bags and some weed or some edibles or you know what I'm saying? Whatever you can go get over there in the Chinese flea market over there. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> like what are we what are we doing here? But the one thing is that we can we can sell anything to our community. You dig what I'm saying? So let's let's sell good shit. So good shit. Let's get on a wave together. Let's support it so we could take over. That's how you do it, bro. It sounds it sounds Kinda like some it, substance to it. Yeah, it sounds too powerful. Like nobody trying to get that type of attention where it's like target. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But weed weed is everywhere. And you know what I mean? You can have that in your own personal environment of just being on some good vibes and being progressive and you know what I'm saying? Maybe if you want to be, this is about cannabis. So if you want to get in in weed or in the cannabis business, you can go do that. Go learn. Go figure it out. Favorite studio session you sat in on? Ooh, I got pictures of Baby Cameron back in the days. That was crazy. That's wild. That was crazy. They did the uh, Old Boy remix. That was crazy. And you're smoking? Yeah. Watching the whole shit go down? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, yo, this is, I'm like, yo, this is fucking crazy. Baby's right here. Cam is right here. And it's just a little low me right here. I told the engineer, I was like, yo, take a picture, yo. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Cam used Even to, just for me. Yeah, yo, yeah. Cam, this is before the right. internet. Cam used to hate when I used to bring the camera out. He used to be like, then I go get them shits developed and be like, oh, yeah. He'd be like, oh, shit. I'll frame that shit for that nigga. He'd be like, oh, shit, shit, fire. Next thing you know, that shit is in his house. Like, yeah. You happy I took that picture, right? What was it like when the uh, movie Paid in Full came out? Because I feel like that was like, for for people that weren't in New York, that was like the first glimpse of like the New York hustler lifestyle. Word. That's what's up. You know, at least like. It's true. It is. It's true. It is. For us, I, was, I wasn't old enough to when it came out to really watch it per se, so I was a little late. But I know when I watched it, I was just like, "Wow, this shit!" Yo, different. we watched that shit in the movie theaters together. That's crazy. That's wild. Smoking some wild weed, rocking full of shit, yo, That's some real shit in the movie theater, smoking back then. Yeah, come on, man, they smoke everywhere. Dip said we smoked everywhere, literally. Like that's a crazy. Yo, my best moments was with Cam. I ain't even gonna lie. My like my best like He's a industry individual. moments was with Cameron, like with him literally, like on some other shit. I had a lot of good moments with Jim and Jewel, like the whole dip set. Yeah. But my highlights was with Killer. Like I can't even talk about that shit, but it was like, yo. <laughs> Is he on the cam? Celebrity shit. He's different. You heard? Like that like Yo, we was on a we was on a jet, right? I don't remember G4, G5 back then. 
But it was like it was like paid for by her. You know, we flew from Miami to New York. You know what I mean? He was like, nobody get on the plane with me. I had a pound on me. It was like, if you get caught, you're going to jail. It's on you. It was like, ah, whatever. I'm going. I'm taking it. Play it. I go back to New York. Or <laughs> that. It was fun. It was good. It was. You know what I mean? So I was with my Maha Club shit. I was like, yeah, full pound on the jet. <laughs> with fucking Cameron. Huh? That's crazy. On my right. My nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope as hell, though. Those statue limitation is passed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that time era, I don't think most people could relate, like, actually being in it. Like, you're in the theater with them when the movie came out. What do you feel like that did to... um? Like the persona, people started like. I mean, he became like an actor, like on some like acting titles, like in New York. It was like, it oh, he's like in a he movie. Play, it seemed like he played himself. Like, nah, 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 no, 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 no. He played, he played the role that he played the role of Alpo that you know was perceived how Alpo would be like if he wasn't around. Poe like that, you dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he gave off that attitude, like how people would talk about Alpo in the hood. Is how he 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 played it off. If you ask me, that's yeah. how I, his role. I didn't look at it like, oh, Cam was playing himself. Well, that's that's because Cam is not like that, right? If you don't know him, you wouldn't know. You know, he's but he's vibrant. So he's vibrant. That's what I'm saying. That's why he got it off because he's naturally like that. Also, you know what I'm saying? He could go either way. Yeah, being like on any the, good actor. being on the yeah. Cam for fortieth, but being on the East Side and Jim and and all his East Side Duke the God. You know what I'm saying? It's like you embrace that whole East Side blood shows from the East Side. You know what I'm saying? So it's like giving off that Alpo energy was like, oh shit, Cam could be that. Damn, is Cam like that for real? Like, or some, is he show. really like that? Like, yeah. like he ain't a snitch, nigga. Fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, not that part. You know but just what I'm like, saying? Uh, no, like, just what like part uh, are you talking about? Like, bigger than life energy. Yeah. He, like, I mean, he's on. a star. Like, you know, yeah. certain people back in the days in the 90s were stars. Like, Rap stars like the locks, yeah, Nori, fucking Cam, oh. big pun. You know what I'm saying? So that's crazy to be around there in those times. That's and before with you know what it is. Those are before that. He's a before the internet rapper. Mm -hmm. exactly. So so am I. So am I. Like right on the on the edge. Like soon as I we came out like on some rap shit because you know Purple City came out right after. Like we like the B team. You know it was designed for that. You know what I'm saying? Like like how like uh, Wu-Tang was the Wu-Tang but then they had offshoots of it it was mm -hmm. kind of like I designed it for that she's like oh you want to get the diplomats you got to come through here first Cam, I, if Cam like you you want the auction block you could get picked up damn not for real not in no like no bad way like on some good shit like this yeah. is your opportunity no, that's dope cause don't be over there calling Cam and asking you look like a groupie like chill blood like yeah. Put some work in, audition kind of sorta. You dig what I'm saying? Audition without auditioning. You gonna get on this mixtape? We gonna put the shit out. Cam on it. All these, everybody's on it already. We like your shit. If he like you, if they like you, you know, Jim like you, Joel, they gonna, you know what I mean? They gonna reach out to you. You know the vibes. That shit's crazy. That's dope as hell. Love that. That's one of my favorite all time movies for sure. Oh yeah. I wasn't a dope. true Cameron fan until. I saw that movie and I was just like, yo, this dude's fucking, he can do like anything. I felt like, you know, not just music. He killed that acting role. I was surprised that he didn't get into more shit, but that's just probably by his choice of just one. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, stay, stay in his lane doing music. And like, you know, after that movie came out, it was a whole thing with Rockefeller, and it kind of got weird. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, how that shit go. At the first yeah. growth spot I ever was at, the, the two movies on just constantly on 24 hours a day, paid in full, belly. Belly paid in full. Uh, go back and forth. Trappers Delight. Every day. I mean, two it was classics. Crazy. The show train you up. Trappers <laughs> tra- <laughs> trap Delight. Yo. Dude. And then later came like Blow and a few other movies where you were just like, just crazy stories that were felt so real that almost when you see the people, you think, oh, like the movie, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Think about. Yeah. Can't for some of these New York ones to drop. We need more stories out of New York because the history we hear behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, we need some movies like, out of you boys next, man. Yeah, we were doing the web series up there for a while. There's a lot of good web series and stuff like that. You know, and that that wave kind of like, I guess, drifted with all this Instagram shit going on and TikTok and all this shit. Distracted it, but, you know. Everyone's attention span is so short now. Mad short. All right. the media needs to be 60 seconds. Mad short. People don't even want to get filmed right now. They're like, what? Film? Yeah. More cameras? Oh, my God. Yeah. There's too many cameras around. What do you think about doing a podcast? What do you think about it? Enjoy it? I mean, I'm about to relaunch Heavy Smoke Podcast, right? I do enjoy talking to people. Like, I do enjoy, like, having people share their story. You know what I'm saying? Because my story is a long story. For real, for real. And weed, influence, money, power, sex fucking the law you know i have a long story in that shit so i love hearing other people's stories of when they started you know their experience with the plant what it's done for them to kind of send the message that you know this shit is not just some shit that we do this is some shit that's in us like for real like we really are passionate and dedicated to this shit you dig what i'm saying 100%. And that's the part of the story of me podcasting that I like to get out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes people are like, oh, your podcast is mad serious. I'm like, yeah, because people are serious about their lives, bro. They want to tell tell a story, bro. They want to tell a story, you know, you know, doing, doing my own episodes and, you know what I'm saying? I ran into some difficulties and stuff like that with production and shit like that. So I had to take a little time out. And plus, you know, doing cannabis content is rough. It, you can't monetize it. So as soon as I started monetizing, they like flagged my shit like the day one where I'm like, what the fuck? What? I can't even break even off this shit. Yeah, so what? They're watching my shit. That shit don't mean shit to me. I can't even get a YouTube check. Like, you dig what I'm saying? And then what? I got to solicit my podcast to everyone on some weird shit. Like, you know? It's a lot. It's People too- hate on the fact that you got to have a... um it's a business to keep a project going. It you know, is. You got to operate. Whoa, talking now. <laughs> yeah, got right here. Yeah, you like, yo, 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 yo. Roll me up one. Yeah. <laughs> you sharing that shit or what? Fire Stupid. That back up. <laughs> Stupid. I want the brother's bra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smoking Not those backwoods, man. Yeah. And as quick as you got to, you know, navigate to make a little check, all oh, they're going to come. Oh, man, he's selling out. Selling out. Oh, man, it's selling out. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you. Sh- it is what it is. It's all noise, right? Background noise. But it's like, look, if you want the lights to stay on, you're going to have to figure out a way to make the money keep coming. This is what I'm saying. And then it's like, all right, so I do a lot of things for the community, right? So I'm like, yo, we should do some like 
community fundraising. But then it's like, what? You going to go fund me? Like, that shit is shunned upon. Nobody's like, yo, you're begging for money? Like, there's too many scammers out here for that shit, yo. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, they didn't fuck. They didn't, upon. Yeah, they didn't Even fuck. Even for a good cause, which is fucked yeah, up. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't make that whole vibe look like it's bad like it's some, like i said like a scam some scammer shit you dig what i'm saying so they're about to take the brand go buy a bins or some yeah shit. but if you're if we're over here providing a service for the community right even by giving these conversations right and and being on our, our own platform and taking the time to record edit do all of this stuff right where does where do we get where does that financially benefit us we basically just gave a course this 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 broadcast should cost like at least ten dollars to watch. I'm just saying though. Yeah, you dig? Because it's a lot of lot of time, hours, money. Just it, it could be exhausting for real. Right. And put in with nothing coming back, which that's when you do know if it's true passion. If you keep going or not, you won't make it past. If you start a podcast and you're not passionate about what you're talking about, you won't make it past episode three. No. And I did like uh -huh. and I did like thirty episodes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No? Ten didn't come out. And that's the other side people don't see. Yeah. You put in the work. You do a whole fucking ten didn't come out of legends. Call Listen, you back and be like, ten hey, episodes of that. legends haven't come out, and I, you know, like, you know, I did take energy, and everyone spent energy into you know doing these things, and I felt bad that the episodes didn't come out, but I'm evolving. And, and the game is evolving and the way that I'm going to reincorporate everything is going to be so organically beautiful that people cannot feel it type of way. They're just going to be like Bubsy evolved it and he re-included and give us a better look. You dig what I'm saying now? Yeah. And that's my passion. That's, that's part of my passion where it's like, that's on, it's not on my conscience where it's like, I got to do right by them, but it's just like, I have to do right by my gift. Curating your product. Curating the whole scene of what I provide of, as far as being a light and an inspiration and be like, all right, this could happen. You know what I'm saying? He, he kept it real. He kept it a buck. You dig? People mm -hmm. look at it like, oh, it's all this money. In my transition right now into, you know, New York legalization, because I've already been, we've already been in the legal market in Cali forever. You know what I'm saying? So for me to say like, being in the legal market in new york it's not like oh i was a criminal yesterday and that, that's not it's just it just turned on so as soon as it turned on i'm in it i'm in it like what it turned on today i'm in it right now today who runs what what meeting is going on i'm showing up what are y'all talking about that don't even yo come here let me talk to you yo that what are you what are you talking about don't ever go up there and say that again do you know what you just said? You said you want to take on a low. You want me to expose you? Don't ever say that. Don't ever, ever say that again. You're bugging because it's new. They don't know what's, what the verbiage is. Right. They don't know the verbiage. They don't know the cannabis trappers glossary of do not say words. They start incorporating all this business shit and then you, you offended us. You just offended everybody. Like, what the fuck did you just say? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I follow a bunch of girls that basically are like going hard at Senate and all the local meetings and all that shit, trying to like get it swayed back over in New York. And I only, we met them at the 420 event, but it was just 
I'm watching them like putting in the legwork and it's, that's what it takes. It's the same thing you just did. Yeah. You're in the market. Cause you put in the legwork right up front. Yep, that's it. And they're, like, up. and they're like, I just showed up, bro. And I told them I, when I did my little talks and I did my panels and I'm, and I'm on these panels, I'm told them, I said, before it even happened, before they told me, I, I said, listen, I'm telling y'all to show up. The same information I'm getting about shit that's going on, I'm not into this like that, but the same information that's available for me is available to you because we're all in the same fucking room. Show up. Don't be looking at me after like, how did he do this and why did he get that? I got it because I showed up. That's it. I was present. You're not present. You ain't going to get nothing. Period. 100%. Uh, 80% success. Showing the fuck up consistently. That's if you it. could do that, you're, you, you're on your way. You can go sit on the beach it's a chair. a matter of time. You showed up enough. <laughs> Kept showing up. I'm just saying. Yep. And you know Until what? you show out. You know, sometimes people show up and they're annoying. And they have bad attitudes and they're fucked up and they show up all the time and you don't want to deal with that shit. So you have to show up and be cool. Be cool, man. Yeah, don't blow up your spot. Don't blow up your fucking spot because time putting the showing up will pay off. You know, and being kind of like, you know, mild mannered, <laughs> not to change anyone's personality or anything, but you have to tap into certain things to become successful in these things. You know what I'm saying? So becoming mild mannered and knowing how to have patience with certain shit, you can win and get your point across and have it turn return. I've been already gone through it where it's like there was a hoop of fire that they were like, jump through it. I'm like, picture that. <laughs> Listen. Who put that there? Listen, I know the, I know the Ringling Brothers part of the Bailey Circus owner. Can you please tell them that I don't know? I don't do that. Tell them why. You heard? Yeah. And guess what? We can conform, but never put a hoop of fire in front of me. Not with cannabis, because I'm going to put the fire up before I jump through it. That's the key to jumping through a hoop of fire. Yeah. Don't join the circus. Don't, look, they give, listen, <laughs> no, they give you the water. Oh, you motherfucking they, Listen, no, 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 there's money in the circus. Listen, they give you the water <laughs> and they say, jump through the hoop of fire. Yeah. So what do you do? I take the water and I splash it on the fire and I put the fire out and then I jump through. Fuck out of here. You dumb. They're like, oh. <laughs> I don't drink the water and then jump through and get burned. Hell no. Some yeah. people do. Needs to be a parallel for how we move forward in the industry. Yeah. It's a hell of an analogy. Okay. I watch it. I'm a Twilight. You don't know about me? I'm Twilight's own specialist. That. I heard that. So I'll turn anything into some freaky thought of like, could never be, but it is. You understand what I'm saying? And we live in a world of that, bro. What are we doing? AI and all this other shit going on right now? Who knows what's what? That's ha ha. Yeah. Soon you won't be able to know. Candy name, round bag, looks like candy, new strain. Click. You never knew what it was oh. anyway, probably. <laughs> True. You think this shit is new? You never watched Total Recall? You never watched any of these movies? Never watched The Twilight Zone? This shit has been going on since the 50s, blood. 
yo, the same story, bro. Just different time, different economic situation. The Tower of Terror. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's trying to tap in. <laughs> man, I remember going to Universal, looking at all the, yeah, Twilight Zone, man. I used to hear my parents drill me about that one. I'm a big uh, movie guy, so I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like the blueprint to all the uh, sci-fi. Pretty dope. Where can people find you? Is Instagram the best way to get a hold of you? Um, yeah, actually. That shice bulbs. I mean, the chances of that are like you know slim too. It's like ten percent chance. You, I'm I'm pretty well known, so you gotta like know somebody that knows somebody. You know what I'm saying? But Instagram, you got like a twenty percent chance of you know you looking at the getting the getting to the message. Yeah, yeah. Or me getting back to the message because it's like, you know, not to disrespect anyone. I don't want anyone to feel any type of way, but I have a lot of like thoughts in my head on a day to day, right? As a human being, not as a robot, you know what I'm saying? That I'm already computing. So having a DM or other messages, the other ones, not the primary, like the other ones, it's like, what? I want. I really would love to facilitate all of this, all of this traffic. I really would, in the most genuine, because I don't feel like anyone is malicious or there's any bad. I don't have any bad energy. I don't. I don't have anyone hating on me. No one. You know. Sometimes I get some weird shit going on. I, I delete. <laughs> Vamos. <laughs> who who asked you? Get out of here. You heard, but other than that, it's just like good energy. So you can find me on Instagram. It's it's always good energy, but you know, I'm very selective with that shit. You know what I'm saying? If you put like dollar amounts, like if you put dollar signs or like the the money bag emoji or the little dollar stacks, like holler at me now. You have like an eighty percent chance. You might, of, you might, you <laughs> might get through. <laughs> you might get through. Dick. Yo, it's money, man. Hit me. Yeah, so money, man. I need you, Bubsy. Yeah. Wish, wish yourself. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. If this is a real message about money, sell me a hundred dollars first. You want to put your sell out there? No. Nah. <laughs> That's game, though. That's game. Nah. Shows who's who's serious and who's not. Who's just yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll separate real quick just with even ten dollars. It's fucking crazy. To That's think sad. That. That's back to the crowd fundraising shit. It's right? real shit, though. I'm like, yo. I need two dollars donation. This is a this is a loyalty test. I'm about to give y'all a loyalty test, a stress test, pretty soon. Okay, if you ever bought weed from me, right, or anything or whatever, like bud wise, you owe me two dollars and donate it to my my um foundation that I'm about to set up. You heard? I'm gonna tell y'all the name pretty soon, but you did donate the two dollars. It's a stress test. You could donate more than that. Show me real. Donate a hundred. You dig what I'm saying? That's dope, though. What do you got? What are you going to plan with that? The kids, man. The kids. How, how do you frame it with the kids without it being like weed shit? It's always weed shit. It's stoner activities. It's stoner mentality. It doesn't have to be like exactly weed. It's marketing. See, it's like hustle one-on-one for children. Okay? Right. Packaging. Packaging doesn't have to be packaging weed. It could be packaging anything. Yeah. yeah. It's about branding. Like my 10 year old, right? Had her packaging all these shirts. Got some shirts in the car that's packaged by a 10 year old. I made her put the sizes on it and everything. She folded them, 
I gave her a dollar a shirt. Like, yo, here's a dollar shirt for package. Or now she just wants to package all day. She's gonna be like, you have more? Next time we'll be like, do inventory. I'm gonna make it harder. Then I'm gonna be like, put it on a website. You know what I'm saying? As they get older, that's older. No, now this is listen, man. The truth is for no age bracket. It's 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 for whoever gets delivered the message. You dig what I'm saying? You dig what I'm saying, no, bro? Yeah, that's wisdom. Yeah. All right. I mean, to be able, that's priceless knowledge if I would have been taught that early. Actual hands-on knowledge. I didn't get that till I was older. To be able to get involved. Oh. Because you're just watching some shit. You're, it's like reading about it in school. You can read about it all fucking day. Until you get involved, you're not like learning lessons. My father may rest in peace. He, he told my mother one day, like, yo, this, I was like 12. I've been having jobs since 12. My mother was an accountant for Columbia, so I was doing like file work in the, in the college, like underage and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? No? He was like, yo, you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't show him how to get money like that, like to work. Like he's too young. You should wait. She was like, no, he needs to learn that. And I heard, overheard him saying that to her. And I was like, now why would he say he, he don't want me to see no money? Oh, because I'm going to become that guy with the money. You asked me to say so. And I've been pro since that day, Stand bro. Stand on your own. What? I, was the, I was always the breadwinner. Junior high school, you know, six. That's 12 years old. 11, 12, 13. I'm coming to school with boxes and baseball card boxes. Like, my homies coming with packs. I'm coming with the whole box. Like, boxes. Like, psh, psh. Sell off some of them. You know what I'm saying? Because the homies be like, yo, I'm like, oh. I'm stealing to get that shit anyway. So I'm like, what? I'm making the money back. I'm letting them live. They're like, oh, he sold me 10 packs for like $5. Yeah, so what? Yeah. You got, you got any Mark McGuire rookies? Let me get that. Let me get that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's how far back I'm going. 86. You heard, bro? Me and my homies used to have books. Like I told you I was bringing boxes of baseball. Like binders? Binders. Listen, like a rookie card would have like 10 pages of that same rookie card. Like 10 pages of the same shit. We was, we was doing that shit in the 80s, bro, when these cards were new. This wasn't no, when binders for cards were just coming out. You heard? That's the era I'm from, bro. I wasn't even born. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm from that. Listen, I'm from the era. I'm from, I'm from the era. Me and my homies, we were like set trend, set trending on, trend setting stupid shit like fitted hats. Like a fitted hat diamond collection baseball hat, like no snap. That was only for baseball players. Like them shits, you didn't wear that in the streets unless you were like on some like, I'm wearing the same hat as the baseball players. And even when you go to the Yankee game, everybody got snapbacks on. You dig what I'm saying? We were like, nah, you wearing a snapback. That's just corny. This is in the 80s, bro. We went, these, these shits were like $11.99, $12.99 for a fitted hat. Now them shits is like $50, 60 bucks. You dig? Fit is culture. crazy. Yeah. Culture, bro. Like, culture, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of that shit birthed in, in New York. You were right there in the fucking action. I mean, still are. Hip hop started off in the Bronx. Well, that, you know what I mean? Crazy. Let me tell it. Happy anniversary. Yeah. yeah. For real. Shout out to hip hop. Shout you out to you, man. Yeah. You long ass running. Bro. You're still out here fucking giving a hell. Yeah. I'm oh, just, you know, I'm, dope to I'm see. paced. I'm paced. Long game. I'm paced. That's why I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not as, 
I'm not the most flashy. I'm not the biggest. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? None of that shit. I'm just Shice Bubs, the emperor in my own space, doing my own thing, fucking with, showing love to everybody. You know what I'm saying? As much as I can show it in my human body. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. My heart wants to do it for everyone. I promise you I do. I want to be the champion. Dun, da, da. You feel me? I did it. I brought it home for everyone. But, you know, I'm not. I'm not being burdened by that at this point. I'm just being in my space, you know what I'm saying? Having my agenda, taking care of my kids, you know what I'm saying? Taking care of my businesses, you know, providing platform to, to, to give some education back, my community service hours, which cost, which cost, which cost. There's a, there's a nice fee going on right now, and which I is well-deserved, you know, because I do have bullet points on things that I want to talk about and I want to share with people that are, you know, paying for that information. Not just me just talking about the drug game and, and shit like this. That comes part of it, but this is just like the general shit. You feel me? The real shit is when it's like we're talking about marketing and, and making a blueprint to have infrastructure for your marketing program and doing all these things and, and building mine too while I'm doing it with them. You know, everybody leaves with something at the end of the day. You just learn something. You actually leave with some type of blueprint, some type of physical shit that you created with me. You know what I'm saying? That you didn't even think you could do. That you're like, wow, he taught me some shit that I didn't even know I was really learning. That I didn't even know was an asset. Like, I'm a graphic designer. That's why I've been winning for so long, though. I taught myself. My computer... Without that, I wouldn't have been able to do none of this shit either, to be honest with you. Since back in the day, since I started in Diplomats Purple City, shouts to Jim Jones, we had the, Mac the, the, the uh, Macintosh 17-inch when it first came out with the inbox. So it started with recording vocals and, you know what I'm saying, doing Pro Tools off the shit to now utilizing it to create graphics, you know, doing mix my own mixtape covers, you know what I'm saying? My own playlist. You feel me? Like creating. Crucial part. Probably creating one of the hardest things. Of yeah. Then going into fashion, creating t-shirts, shit that we got deals for, you know, creating for Smokers Club. I do capsules all the time for Smokers Club. You know what I'm saying? That you, people don't even know that I, I did, that I designed me and my guy. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my guy, Lee Wilkie. Like, you know, we, we really put work in on, on a designers as visionary part of executing that. Then when it comes to doing weed bags now, like cannabis branding, that shit is like a no-brainer. That's like doing, I've been doing that forever with the mixtapes. You know, I haven't even gotten freaky yet with the, with the cannabis packaging because it's not necessary. Soon as you do one thing, everyone's following. So, you know what I'm saying? It's not really time. It's like when I go MSO, you know, and I'm not saying that on some sellout shit. I'm saying that on some big business shit then I'm going to unleash a lot of branding and marketing strategies that I just kind of have tucked that are no-brainers, that, no that they're like, anyone will be like, holy shit, why didn't I fucking think of that? Because you're over here buying into this business that they told you, instead of creating your own business, this is new, this is a new thing. I know it's been legal in Cali for 20, but it's only been legal in New York for one. So it's just started. Reset. You ever heard of that? Reset. What you thought it was isn't what it is. It's bigger than that. 
So you gotta connect the you gotta smokers club. Yeah, you gotta connect the dots, you know what I'm saying? That's why sometimes timeout is good. People look like, oh, they fell off. There's no such thing as falling off, man. For some people it is, but it's not really a thing when you're passionate and you're driven and you're invested, not just financially, but time wise. You dig? It's called legacy. Yeah, as long as you keep going. Yeah. You know? So I, I talk like this with my first smoke of the day, usually. Anyway. Call me. It. You call me in the morning. You getting that's, a rant. That's the whole point of this show. You getting a rant. You you know about it then. You getting that a first rant. Smoke. What? You're on the phone or you're with someone. You're going deep and far with the talk. Yup. And it it when it stops, your throat, your body, you're just kind of like, ah, like you just spoke. You just got so much out I'll of your mind. Sometimes I have such good conversations. Like, I'll be damn, my throat. I'll be like, I need to take a sip of water. Holy fuck! And it's that first smoke of the day that does that. Bring a full circle, man. We appreciate you tonight, man. Thank you for pulling up on us. My man, Shice Bubs. Dropping Aye. in backpack, boys. Aye. Heavy Kiki. fucking smoke. The woods, we ho. Yep. Everywhere. Yeah. New York. Support this man. We'll be on the lookout for all the shit you guys got coming Support up. Support your Heavy local smoke grower, podcast. man. Do, some, do something together, man. Sorry. Elevated experience. Smokers Club for Smoke of the Day. Yeah. We're gonna make it happen. I'm speaking in here right now. Yo, man, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate having you guys having me on your platform. You know appreciate what I'm saying? Thank you, bro. For real. You know what I'm saying? Is I enjoyed it. Hell no? yeah. Appreciate you. We were Let's looking go. forward to this one. Yo, Shice Bubs, Smokers Clubs, first smoke of the day. We're out. Oh shit. I lost the link. Oh, it's right here. <laughs> if you like this episode, watch more. Click right here. Right here. <laughs>